Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. You're here for another episode of Paper Route. I'm Corey in the Homes, a.k.a. Corey in the Cut. I got Ashley Nicole Moss with me, and I got Deshaun Jackson with me. And we got a wonderful show for y'all today. How my, how my two how my two road dogs feeling? Did you mess up your own name? How? You said Corey in the Homes. You meant Corey in the Cut. No, Corey I didn't. Holmes. You definitely did. No, if we I had didn't. Playback, did I do that? Mm. No way I opened the show like that. Low-key, low-key. Low-key! Oh, my you gosh. Said, you said Corey in the Holmes when you meant to say, I'm Corey Holmes, I'm a.k.a. Corey, Corey Holmes. in the Cut. That's really wild. I'm Corey Holmes, a.k.a. Corey in the Cut. I could have swore it came out just like that. I'm it's, with Ashley it's... Nicole Moss and Deshaun Jackson. There you go. No way I fumbled the bag off the top like mm-hmm. that. But I tell you what, maybe it's just my excitement because the Heat took game one in oh Boston. God. Maybe that's what it's about. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to talk about that, of course. Yo, DJ, with the Heat, you know, with the Heat taking game one, you don't even have to know much about the game. You think they got a chance to take the series? Man, from, from, from the get-go, I honestly, I, I knew the Heat definitely could make some noise in this series. When I didn't think they was going to take game one in Boston, I didn't think they was going to be able to make that possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Butler, man, I, I don't know if too many people are familiar, but last year when they lost to, to Boston, he, he specifically said, we're going to have a better chance and we're going to have better pieces. And don't we're we not going to forget this moment. So mm-hmm. I think Jimmy Butler had a lot of things on his chest he had to get off last night. And, man, he played a hell of a game last night. And uh, I'm excited to see this series right here, man. Miami, with them being the eighth seed and playing in the playoff, I mean, the play-in, to get to where they're at now mm-hmm. in the conference finals, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming, man. So I'm excited to see how this series is going to turn out because everybody's talking about Boston and, and the Lakers. So I think – you know, the underdog is stepping up right now. I'm excited for this one. Absolutely, man. We got D-Jack. We got Anton Walker coming on later, one of our other uh, NBA basketball contributors, so we'll get his thoughts on that. But, Ashley, real quick, you know, we're going to dive into it a little bit later. How you feeling about the Heat right now after game one? I don't have any comments. <laughs> oh, my no. God. Um, <laughs> the Knickerbocker fan in her don't even want to address it. She don't even want to talk about no, it. No, <laughs> I will say, um, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not somebody who likes to make series predictions off of one game. Mm-hmm. I think a, in the course of a seven-game series, a lot can happen. A lot will happen. Um, I will say, though, that the thing that makes me nervous about Boston and, you know, works on the, the favor, the side of favor for Miami is – and Shaq was speaking about this, and this is something that I've spoken about, you know, regarding this Boston team specifically, 
is their style of play is way too roller coaster. Mm -hmm. It's up, it's down. You never know which version of the Boston Celtics you're going to get night in and night out. Miami, whether win or lose, they play consistent. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it works in their favor and sometimes it doesn't. But for the most part, of course, there are adjustments and different schemes and things that Spolcher will do you know, for different games, different series. But you know which version of that team you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And you know every team has a bad night. Sometimes they'll have a bad night. But for the most part, you know what version you'll get. You can't play how the Boston Celtics played last night where it's like, you know what, we're going to start playing basketball in the second half. You know, mm -hmm. you can't do that. You can maybe do that against the Atlanta Hawks. You can maybe do that, you know, against um, the 76ers. You can't do that against a Miami Heat team. You also can't do that against a Miami Heat team that is better, I believe, is better coached. Mm -hmm. Spolster's been there before. He has multiple rings. Joe Mazzula not taking anything away from him and what he'll accomplish in the NBA. He's a young coach. He's still kind of getting, you know, the saying goes, he's wet behind the ears a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's still trying to go ahead and figure certain things out. And Spolster is the coach that will go ahead and capitalize off of every mistake that you make. So, um, I like I said, I still have Boston winning the series, but I do think that they're going to have to play Boston Celtics basketball, their best basketball consistently, or Miami can definitely steal this. Yep, yep, yep. Matt, you're listening to Paper Route on Faction Talk, Series XM, Channel 103. And we got Deshaun Jackson on with us. And, of course, I'm with Ashley Nicole Moss. Yo, now, D-Jack, we're going to get into, you know, some football stuff. Yesterday we heard from Christian McCaffrey, you know, on, on his trade to the 49ers and, you know, what emotions he felt when he initially traded. And we're also going to get your top five, you know, receivers, right, going into the 2023 season. But first, yo, it's, it's Thursday, right? Happy Thursday, but it's also Throwback Thursday. Yo, so before we bang it off, D-Jack, I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite touchdown in your career? Like, what was the favorite, what was the most favorite play that stood out to you in your career? And, and listen, but look, why you, why you think about that, right? I got two plays I wanted to roll. Let's roll that first one. Maybe, maybe some of these uh, will fall into that category. For sure. Wait. And it's a line drive kick. The Giants. Jackson bobbles Ruin it. the West don't like this one. You don't like this one. He's probably a Dolphin. And BC too. BC too in the back. BC in the back don't like this one. Are you kidding? I don't like it. Deshaun Jackson. Still not in. And he trolls y'all at the same time. D-Jack, I was a little boy watching this. I was with my dad. My dad, an Eagles fan. I can tell you, we was in disbelief. We couldn't believe what we was watching. We like that's personally my favorite player, yours. I can honestly say that. But we got another one too. Let's you were, wait. You were a little boy. I had to have been. What year was that? What year was that, DJ? You remember? Twenty ten. Twenty ten. I was I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> I was a and I, hey, I was a freshman All American too, DJ. St. Thomas Aquinas. You know what I'm saying? Oh I had, my God, I had I to throw a, that in I there. DJ was DJ was the the inspiration. Though. I was trying to be DJ on the field. I was a field. senior in high school. Not yeah. that much, but you said a little boy. I said, ain't no way you were a little I mean, boy. I was, I was, I was a young. I was a young and freshman in high school. <laughs> but hey, check me yeah. out. We got another clip too. I mean, I, you can still sit on your answer, but we got another clip. Let's roll that second one. Oh, you guys got <laughs> jokes. Okay, y'all funny. Got we it. Got the, the cowgirls, right, DJ? Yo, this one, this one was legendary though too. On the hurt ankle, come on now. Yo, yo, that that was like that was iconic right there. I remember that falling into the end zone. D-Jack falls into the end zone. Yeah, what, what, what you was thinking right right before you fell into the end zone like that? 
Man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. That that one right there, I, that was a spare moment thing, man. Like I, I was like, for one, that was like what ninety one yards mm-hmm. running through the field. Ninety one, ninety one. All, all them defenders trying to run down and get me, man. It was like I, my ankle was killing me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At the end, it was just like, man, I went through all this. I said, man, let me count these dudes real quick. So I turned around, just filled. Fell back in the end zone. Hey, uh, Terrence Newman, he was sick. He was like, man, this dude, this little dude did all that and fell on the end zone in right. my face. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, I mean, that was that was just you, right, when you were in your prime. Like, you just going to take over a game like, in a split second, nah. right, 91 yards. So, I mean, did one of those two, you know, were, were one of those two the ones you was thinking that might have been your favorite player or is it something else? Honestly, man, so so the first one obviously was, was a big one. I think all time one of the biggest plays of my career – when you ask that question, for me, it was kind of hard to even answer because, you know, I had so many big plays, mm-hmm. you know, iconic plays. But uh, it was one more that I, I would have thought about, too, was uh, the first play of Monday Night Football when we played Washington mm. um, in, uh, in D.C. Michael Vick, Michael Vick threw that big post to you. 80, 80-yard pass. But overall, if I had to pick one, yeah, it would definitely be the punt return versus the Giants, man. Just to end the yeah. game, 13 <laughs> seconds left. To send them home after they thought they was making the playoffs. You know, right. That was their run. They was going crazy. I think the year before, um, I don't know if they went to the Super Bowl the year before or the year after, but like that year was huge for them. They thought they was about to go back to the playoffs mm-hmm. and the Super Bowl. So for them to lose that game, like, man, every New Yorker, every Giant fan, they literally can't stand me, bro, mm. off that one play. <laughs> right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Wu. Sorry, uh. Sorry, BC. I'm sorry we they had to do that to y'all. Either, you know what I'm for different reasons, obviously. But no, I be getting random people be like, hey, "I can't stand you." I'm like, "Why, man?" He's like, "Yeah, you know what you did." <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, man. But we we needed that highlight. Honestly, we needed that. The people Who's the one that. player you can't stand because you have bad memories, like of what they used to do to your team? Who me? No, I'm Corey. Who's the one player you uh, can't stand because like they used to oh. do terrible things to Miami Dolphins? Tom Brady. I mean, yeah, got it. Well, not because you know what? The Dolphins always seem to get the, the Patriots number here and there, though. Like well, on like a prime time, it'd be randomly on like a prime time okay. game. We'll just beat the Patriots. Then you remember the miracle in Miami? That was one of the. Okay, the, so the, who was who would be the player then? But player, um, uh, who? You said. I mean, man, no, yeah, I know, gotta right? Be a it's player. just like we can't do front offense. Nah, That's it was, cheating. It was just okay. teams in general, but like I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay, think what of team one, then? The Bills, honestly, I'm, I've been tired of the Bills as of late, right? The Bills, the Bills been getting on my nerves as of late. They really, okay. been, yeah, they really been working us in that division. But um, but I don't know, man. It's like I'm just a forward thinker. I've been thinking about what the future Boo, looks like for the Dolphins. Lame answer, That's D-Jack, how, What, what yeah. about you? What's one player or one team that, like, when you were playing, and even maybe today, you still harbor just mad animosity towards? Hmm, good question. Uh. I don't know. I, I would think I would have to go back to Leron Landry when he played for Washington. Man, it was one of them. It was one of them hated rivalries, hated players that me and him kind of never really liked each other on the field. Um, every time we played him, he always would, would go beyond the game. You know, he used to get very personal. And I'm like, at the end of the day, it's football. It should never get that personal. But some guys take that take the game very personal and serious. But he, he used to just say things that kind of was like overboard, disrespectful. And I'm like, bro, we playing football at the end of the day. You can't talk about personal stuff. So I just, I never really liked liked him after that. You know, he said a few things, which I, I ain't going to really get into. Yeah. But mm-hmm. He said some things, and I was just like, yeah, dog, I can't respect you. Every time I'm going to go against you, I'm going to disrespect you to the utmost as well, too, because that's basically how I felt, you know, when we had our inter- interaction. Mm. 
Mm. So that mine yeah. is no secret. It's obvious. Team wise, the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. And um, probably that guy right there. <laughs> no, no, no. Player wise, Eli freaking Manning. Yeah. I yeah, hated Eli him. Manning. Yeah. I hated the way he breathes. <laughs> I hated the way his helmet fit his head. Oh, I hated how his head looked when he took his helmet off. Uh, I hated the way that he smiled. <laughs> I hated the way he stared at the end zone. I hated the way he gave his post-game interviews. I hated everything about Eli Manning. Oh, everything. Everything oh, about him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Right, that's, that's fair to say. That's a fair answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to move on. Right? So, Christian McCaffrey, he described, like I was saying at the top of the show, uh, the trade to the 49ers as the best thing that ever happened to him, right? So he went on, again, to, to detail really the emotions he felt when he was traded away from Carolina. This is what he said. He said, in hindsight, I firmly believe it's the best thing that ever happened to me. But at the time, it was bittersweet, right? This is what McCaffrey told uh, the Mercury News. I mean, you're leaving, and in my head, I'm pissed off, to be frank. I felt like you guys don't want me anymore, and that's what it is, and it is what it is, right? So, again, that was Christian McCaffrey. Right, you know, again, those, those, those were his reactions to after he got traded to the 49ers. Now, mind you, last year for the 49ers, in the 11 games that he played with them, he accumulated 1,210 yards from scrimmage and then added six touchdowns. Now, his 4.7 yards per carry was actually the most he averaged since his all-pro year in 2019 when he was with the Panthers. And we know that year, I mean, he went off, right? So, DJK, I wanted to ask you, though, is Christian McCaffrey's best football ahead of him? Do you think he's in the perfect spot? with the San Francisco 49ers? Man, you know, Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, since he came out from Stanford, in my eyes, uh, you know, to, to, to be a young player in the NFL to come in and make some blossoming plays, uh, you know, in my eyes, the only thing that ever held him back was injuries. Mm. So for him to be able to get a new start, fresh start, to be able to come into 49ers, uh, you know, coming into offense with the receiver, like Debo Samuels, that actually has a kind of similar playing skill. He could go in the backfield and run the ball and be in Shanahan's offense, to me, is is a great niche to have, like, a guy like him to be able to come in and play like that. So, for me, I think his best football is yet to come. I will say he has a lot of pieces. He has a, a great offensive line, a boy Trent Williams at left tackle. Um, and just the way he's able to hit the holes, I, I think a lot of people don't realize once he hit the hole, and he makes that move, that quick twitch move, mm -hmm. man. Like he's a, he's he gets so quickly to the second defenders yeah. that by the time the defenders come down to tackle him, it's almost too late because he's right. shifty. Right. I mean, to, to to be, you know, man, that that type of player, man. I'm, I'm I mean, he's definitely a one of a kind player, and I just think as long as he doesn't have injuries, he's definitely gonna be a special kid in this NFL, man. Absolutely, Ashley. What you think? Yeah, I agree with the point about as long as he doesn't have injuries because, you know, in football, every year, in life, rather, not football, not just football, mm -hmm. in life, every year, you get older, mm -hmm. right? In football years, you may, some may say, you age a little bit more than a normal person. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like aging in dog years, if mm -hmm. you will, because of just all the, the hits and the, the strain and just the intensity of the game. So um, I will say skill set-wise, I think his best days are ahead of him. I think that he really is now in the prime of his career. You know, Brandon loves talking about the prime of the athlete's career, and it normally happens around year six, year seven is when mm -hmm. it starts, Brandon will always say. Um, but injuries or lack thereof, health permitting, is going to be huge, um, especially, you know, the way he plays football. Yeah. So I think that's going to be um, – the biggest thing to watch, but I also think he's in an environment that's conducive to sustaining his health versus when he was in Carolina, he basically was the offense once 
um, you know, they kind of were going through that transition phase. They were, you know, riding him a lot. Is that mm -hmm. a pause moment? Do I have to say pause? No, nah, you don't have to. Oh, I was going to say. Because, like, I know, like, y'all, like, yeah, Brandon said I'm that, a girl. So if Brandon would have said that, that, I would have had to pause. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't have to do that. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, and the more strain on your body, you know, the more somebody uses you, the more, mm. the more, you know, likely it is to cause injury. Look what happened with Ezekiel Elliott. We used him a lot in Dallas. He mm. was our offense. Mm -hmm. And that, I believe, is one of the reasons why he's dealing with the situation he's dealing with now. A lot of injuries have cost him that explosiveness of his career, and he's not the same running back he was when he first got there, and that's because he has a lot of miles on him. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, the 49ers have multiple schemes, so it's not just Christian McCaffrey. I think that they do. They're really good at that. So I agree. I think his best football is definitely ahead of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, DJ, how you feel about the quarterback situation in San Francisco, right? Like, they're going to have Trey Lance. I'm they got confused Brock Purdy. by it. I like, I like Purdy, man. Purdy, yeah. Purdy is, man, he, he, he has a lot of upside. Um, like I said, I have a great relationship with Trent Williams. And when I asked him about Jimmy Garoppolo leaving the Trey Lance, and maybe he was just like, man, nah, Purdy's the guy, man. And I think, you know, seeing what he did last year, and I, I told him, you know, Trent, Trent's one of the closest, you know, friends I have in the NFL, so we talked a lot. But, uh, mm -hmm. Last year, when I actually had a chance to go to the uh, to the NFC Championship game when they played in Philly, and I remember Purdy was on like a six game streak where he was going crazy yeah. on fire, and I I just knew it was gonna be one of them games where he ran into him like man he can't keep playing this good, and mm -hmm. it actually was the Philadelphia Eagles that stopped him, but he was like man if he didn't get hurt because you know uh, his elbow kind of got messed up when he threw that ball, but he's like if he didn't get hurt man we was gonna we was gonna win that game, and I'm like ah y'all y'all ran up yeah. different dudes that day, but right. I think Purdy man has has some upside. Uh, Trey Lance, he's shown glimpses of it here and there, but I'm not too sold on Trey so far. Um, but yeah, Purdy man, I think Purdy's a guy man. I think he's gonna have a heck of a year this year. Yeah. My only confusion is is if you don't go with Trey Lance, Brock Purdy's coming off of a shoulder injury. They say he may or may not be ready to go by training camp. He may or may not be ready to go by preseason. Maybe even a couple of games into the regular season, he may not be ready to go. But let's say hypothetically he is mm -hmm. right. I like Brock Purdy too, yeah. but let's say hypothetically he's ready to go. Trey Lance is ready to go. What did you draft Trey Lance for? Like, what did right. you cause that entire situation and then ultimately try to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and say we have to get rid of him because Trey's our guy and then they ended up keeping him because Trey went down and then Brock and then Jimmy went down and then Brock Purdy got his moment to shine. My confusion is, is what message does that send when – just last season, you were trying to protect the psyche of your quarterback who you made it seem like it was your franchise quarterback mm -hmm. because your winning quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, who we can say a lot, he does win football games, you were saying you had to remove him from the locker room because it's now Trey Lance's team. He needs to focus on being the leader. You can't do that with Jimmy Garoppolo in the same space as him. And now all of a sudden, Brock Purdy gets his moment to shine. He's the best guy, I would say, right now because we haven't really seen what Trey Lance can right. do. But so does that philosophy with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation now go out the window with Brock Purdy? Because that's not what the case was last season. So I'm very confused. Yeah, yeah. No, and and honestly, they're in a tough predicament, right? Like, I, I, I must admit, because you, what, why I'm optimistic about Brock Purdy is because the sample that we got of him was in, like, playoff, you know, playoff time, mm -hmm. right? And it was at the end of the season when teams are really trying to figure out, you know, where they're going to be placed in rankings in the division and whatnot, right? So when we saw him playing – it was against good competition, and he succeeded. He excelled mm -hmm. in that small sample size that we got of him. 
And it's just a combination, too, of like Trey Lance just getting hurt at a very, you know, unfortunate time. And we I, saw. But what is the. I'm confused on like what. Then what? It, what is Trey Lance like? What is your goal with Trey Lance? Like, why is he there? Yeah. What, it, what, what, I, what I look at it like as this too. We 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 have to kind of step back a moment too and, and realize too, like they both was in the same draft class, right? Trey Lance went first round. Purdy mm-hmm. went a little later in the round, right? So for me, I, I kind of just sit back and look at it. These are decisions that GMs are making. Guess what? Sometimes these these GMs are not always right, you know. And mm-hmm. picking first picks and taking this quarterback so early. I mean, look at Tom Brady, and I know it's a long time ago, but Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. I'm sure all the quarterbacks that was picked before him, first round, first pick, all these guys never showed up and never did anything. So mm-hmm. I think we kind of have to step back and say, okay, yeah, he was a first-round pick. And yeah, like why do they step out and make first-round picks like this? But these GMs are not always right sometimes. They pick guys that might not, you know, play out like a, a fourth-rounder or a sixth-rounder too. So, yeah, I, I took this guy early, but, hey, guess what? I might – take a first rounder, but guess what? My third rounder might be playing better or he might, mm-hmm. you know, turn around faster than the, the first rounder is. I don't think Trey Lance might not be ready. And sometimes it's a lot of pressure being the first pick, a first round guy. That's a lot of pressure. Everyone's right. not able really to step into that mode right away and play first round ball, even though, like you said, actually they did take that pick. They did have a lot of confusion last year going back and forth with Jimmy Garoppolo and they made a big issue. But mm-hmm. right now, if we're going to be realistic, Purdy is the guy. And think that's in my eyes, he's proven it. Like, I think he's um, earned it. No, I agree completely. Yeah, I, mean, I think for me, my thing is, is like, okay, if Trey Lance comes into the season, the into training camp and he's healthy, both court, let's say both quarterbacks are healthy and ready to go at the start of training camp. Mm-hmm. You, you go in, like, I don't know how you can ever see I agree. Brock Purdy had an incredible season last season, and especially like in that playoff run. But I don't know if you can ever know if Trey Lance is your guy no. if you never play him. So if you go with the hot hand, which I'm hearing, you know, I agree with you guys. You got to go with the hot hand. But if they both come in healthy, and this was the guy you drafted, and this was the guy that you made it seem last season was your guy, which is why Jimmy Garoppolo had to go. If they're both healthy and you still go with Brock Purdy, how are you supposed to know if this is ever going to be your guy if you never let him play? Yeah, that's my confusion. Like, what what's the goal with him then? Like, what are you gonna do? DJ, do you think they you know allow them to compete in the preseason? Like, is that something realistically that a team would want to do, or like do they let them compete through the first couple of weeks? Obviously, you want to get a good head start on on the season. You want to win those games early on in the season. How do they figure this yeah. out? Um, it's a sticky situation, man. And uh, like you know, if if I went back and put myself in the, in the shoes of a, you know, a GM. Um, it's tough, man. I, I Honestly, I'm going to go off of the hot hand, man. I mean, mm. you know, Trey Lance came last year. He was healthy. And unfortunately, he got, you know, a broken ankle, fractured ankle, whatever the, the injury was. But for me, I got to go with the hot hand. If they're both healthy at the time being, I mean, yeah, we, we, we can sprinkle in, you know, Purdy and Trey taking the splitting the ones. But it's like, do you really risk that? Because – once again, training camp is where you build your camaraderie, where you build all that, you know, that you that you look for to the end of the season. You know, the moments in training camp, them reps, that's mm-hmm. what you build, you know, for times like coming into the playoffs. So for me, it's a very tough, tricky situation. And uh, I think John Lynch and, uh, you know, Shanahan will do their best to, to make the decision, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, they, that, that they need for their guy. But if we're going to go off of team and players – I think the players on the team will co-sign more with Purdy, and that's just mm-hmm. because they built that camaraderie and he was in there. And I'm not saying nothing bad about Trey Lance, but 
I'm just going to go off of me being in them locker rooms and being in tough, tough situations. Yeah. I know how these GMs and these coaches are going to make a decision. And that's what have you done for me lately? Have you won games for me? And, you know, Trey Lance has, hasn't won any games right. right now. So that's what he has on his edge. Yeah, you made the point, right, that he has more of a connection with the players. And that's why I segue to the quarterbacks, because which quarterback you have on the field is obviously going to affect the play and the production of guys like Deville Samuel, of guys like George Kittle, of guys like Christian McCaffrey, the guy that we were talking about at the top of this segment. I want to ask you, though, whose offense is this? We know, obviously, the quarterback, that would probably just be a piece of the offense. This isn't really a team where the, the quarterback is really the guy. But whose offense is this? Is it Christian McCaffrey's offense or is it Debo Samuel's offense? No, I still run through Debo. Yeah, it's just it, it, Debo Samuel's man. He's I I don't I can't remember a player to ever do what he's done. I mean, mm-hmm. to go in, a, in the backfield and play running back, right? <laughs> and run and run the ball. How he runs the ball. Like I see this guy taking on five to six defenders at one time and still running past him. And then not only running past him, running through him. Right, running yeah, um, straight through. So, him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I would look at it as it being, you know. um, yeah, it's, the, it's Debo Samuel's offense, but you have a running back. You have two running two running backs. I, I can't think of the other young running back too. That he's, he's had a few injuries too. This, mm-hmm. um, you know, playing for the for the Forty Nineers. Who, who's the other running back they have? Yeah, I'm ch- yo, yeah, I know we got Wu, our fact checker. He he could look that up for us right quick. I know I'm trying to think yeah, of the other back. Yeah, young, young dude, young dude. He's he's a baller. Yep, Wu, Wu in the West on it. He's on it. He's on it. He's gonna have it in a couple seconds. Yeah, but <laughs> but I think it, it, but yeah. it definitely Jeff still Wilson, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Jordan Mason. They got Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell is good. Mitchell. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell, what is he, second, round, second, uh, second year, third year? Yeah, yeah, he is younger. Yeah, he's good. He's quick, too. I like him. And he got size. Wow. going to be. Baller. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But all right, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with the 49ers. I mean, Ashley, I know we wanted to ask you that question, too. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, you, you kind of co-sign with what DJ said? You For think sure. that's Debo Samuel's offense? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But – that's that's listen the 49ers have a fantastic team and they have such a great team because it's not reliant you know a lot of football teams are reliant on what quarterback they have you know in that pocket the 49ers have this plug offense where Mm -hmm. it's like we can function with virtually any quarterback that can throw the ball at least seven yards like we don't need you to be brady we don't need you to be montana we don't need you to be aaron Rodgers. we need you to just be decent and we got the rest and that's so impressive and that makes a team so dangerous to not be reliant on the quarterback position. And it's it's a testament to that front office and to that coaching staff to be able to build a team like that. You know, and we've seen it like in real time go through so many different quarterbacks in such a short amount of time and the up and down at that position and how it has not really affected them drastically to where we're saying, oh, you know, they they fell back this year mm-hmm. or, oh, they took a couple steps. Like, it's – they're always in it. Like, you can never count them out. It's it's impressive. I have a lot of respect for the 49ers, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let me, let me ask you a question. Do you do you think that that playoff game ends differently if Hassan Reddick doesn't uh, hit, hit um, Purdy's uh, arm and, and kind of mess up his elbow? Do you think that playoff game ends a little differently? I do. I mean, you gotta. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you gotta say yes to that. You know, like I like do the 49ers win? I don't. I don't want to go as far as saying that maybe, but I think it'd been a closer game. Yeah, it definitely had been a closer 100%. game. Hundred percent. I agree with that. But, but but re re remember though, early in that game, he still struggled a little bit. That that defensive line for the Eagles definitely right. was coming. Right. And he, he I, I don't want to say he was rattled, but he he definitely wasn't the party that we was we was used to seeing the past previous four four or five games before right. that. So. 
you know, I kind of always go back because they always say, well, you know, I'm talking to Trent, we, we would have played the Chiefs better than the Eagles played. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like at the end of the day, the Eagles really didn't play bad. Besides that fumble that uh, Jalen Hurst had when the guy ran it back, I mean, it, it wasn't really a bad game by the Eagles. It just Absolutely happened to not. be. I mean, they scored 35 you know, points. Andy, Andy Reid made some heck of adjustments in that yeah. second half, man. And yeah. It was a hell of a game, though. But I, I'm interested to see, man. Purdy, you know, he was on fire for a few games, but – I think if if we if we're gonna be honest, I think San Francisco 49ers are the talk of the talk in the NFC West. I think they're at the top. You know, there was the Rams before that when they had the Super Bowl year. Aaron Donald, right. all these guys was going crazy, but uh, I think right now they're the team of the NFC West. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd say so too. 49ers. All right, D Jack, it's time though. We're gonna hop into your top five wide receivers going into 2023. I want to see who's on your list. I want to see if I agree with all top five. Maybe we'll see if there's some people that we should add in. We'll, pick, we'll even see what uh, you know people in the comments are saying. You know, as you list your five. But yo, let's let's do it. Let's hop into it. Who's, who's your top five receivers heading into next season? Ah, and it's it's bittersweet, man. And I, and the reason why I'm gonna say this is because there's some dogs out there, man. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I. I, I that top five is always gonna be hard because it's like I, I'm gonna leave some people out that should be in, but. For me, I'm going to just put my best foot forward. I think my top five, honestly, is ace and dogs, man. So, number one, and I'm, I'm going to put him in order. This, mm-hmm. is, this is my order. Number one, I'm going to go with my boy, Devontae Adams, who we talked about yesterday. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's only right. I'm, I'm going with Devontae. Number two, I'm going to go with my boy. And, and, and for him to be under six feet in the way he plays, I can't fight this one. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill, number he, two. He's always in my top five. Tyreek Hill, number two. Number three, I'm going to go my Buffalo Bill. I'm going to go my boy, Stephon Diggs. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Number four, I'm going to go my young homie. I'm going to go Double J, Justin Jefferson. Okay, all right, all right. I was hoping he was going to name him. I'm like, I ain't heard Justin Jefferson yet. (laughs) Justin Jefferson. And my fifth one, man, I know know I'm probably, I'm going to spice it up a little bit right here, but this dude a dog, man, and I, I won't say he doesn't get enough credit, but, man, the way he plays and his physical style, man, I got to go my boy A.J. Brown for number five. Okay. Whoa, no Jamar Chase? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A.J. AJ I, was one I, I wasn't expecting. I ain't going to lie. You heard what I said when I when I said he was going to spice it up. Right, he did say he was going to spice it up. Spice it up a little bit. So, yeah, that's my top five, man. You know, y'all can give me kickback if y'all want, but Jamar Chase, he a dog. I, I, I love his game, but... It's so hard. Like who am who am I gonna take out over him? Just, I know. Like, just who? <clears throat> but AJ Brown, you, you yeah, I would take an AJ out over. Jamar. Yeah, you got you got the Jamar Chases. Uh, you also got the Keenan Allens. You know, I think there he he might be in like a like like the top seven or eight conversation maybe. But but yeah, now Jamar Chase, that's that's interesting. I mean, I think he has a lot. He to said he was gonna spice forward. it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah. let me let, let, let me let me let me say let me say why. Okay, my number five is AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown, right? Let's let's just go back to when he was in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He's hands down a, a vocal like you. You have to keep eyes on him. You can't not not think about him. You can't not double him. I mean his his size alone, and not only his size when he catches the ball. Like if we go back over over my other top my top four, like I think he's the best player, physical style structure. Doesn't really get hurt too much. I mean, he's had a few injuries here and there, but when he has the ball in his hands, all my other top receivers that I have, besides like a Tyreek Hill or somebody like that, mm-hmm. like he's going to run you over. He's going to be physical. 
He can run every route. He can yeah. be a vertical threat. He's going to catch the physical catches. He's going to get hit. He's going to take a hit, and he's still going to outrun people. So, for me, he has a different size to his game that a lot of people don't really give him credit for. So, I, I would think he might not be the flashy, uh-uh, oh, oh, do all this, you know, mm-hmm. crazy stuff. But, I mean, he gets the job done at a high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, but if you had to pick the games on the line, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, who are you going with? Ah, you guys. See, I mean, in, in that instance, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Jamar Chase has really been in my top five. He's he has, but it's 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 always hard for me because Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are almost like the same player in a sense. They're mm-hmm. different, but they're in the same player. They both come from LSU. They both have you know that's the Odell era. You know, they all come from LSU. So for me, I love Jamar Chase's game, and it's nothing against Jamar Chase, but. I, I st- I'm still gonna stick. I'm sticking my boy AJ Brown, man. He came to Philadelphia, man, and and held it down, man. He bought out, and you know him and Devontae Smith did some crazy things again. So mm-hmm. I, I, sure I'm gonna stick with him. I, I ain't gonna turn Can my I back on my dog. Even though he just gave yeah, me let's go ahead a tough and question. Let's, let's kick it. Even though you gave me a tough question, I'm still riding with my dog AJ Brown. Uh-huh. I said it. No, that's the Before before Woo throws in a fact here, we're gonna go ahead and throw it to the chat. Listen, game on the line, Jamar Chase. AJ Brown, who you guys going with? Type the name in there, and we'll see how many of y'all agree with D-Jack. Maybe, right. maybe. I know what they're they gonna say. This maybe there's some who'll be in your favor. Yeah. I don't know. We'll no, see. I'm we, the flashy. We already got one guy that said AJ Brown. Brother Dean said he's taking AJ Brown. He's proven to be clutch. Somebody said Joseph Whitfield, Whitbird, Whitebird. Yeah. Sorry, says that he's taking AJ Brown. So so far you got two in your favor, D-Jack. So no, far we got this two. Is my thing. This this is my thing though. Jamar Chase, he's he's the more of the famous player. He's more of the big time receiver. AJ Brown is big time, but if we're gonna go off of like stats and clouts, not stats, but like clout and like statistics, not statistics. What am I trying to say? Uh, Notoriety. Clout, I guess mm. clout. Yeah, just yeah. like you know, Jamar Chase is just more. He's he's more of like the fan favorite. Jury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he's he, more the fan he got favorite. The swag. He got more of the swag. So I would say on that, he he he's win. Yeah. I mean, what's your stat, Will? Yeah. So as DJ was saying, um, it's it's a fact. AJ Brown is thirty pounds heavier than every running back. Uh, sorry, wide receiver that he named. Yeah. And I just found this out. His nickname is Swole Batman. Swole Batman. <laughs> That's his Swole Batman. Yeah. It's a fact. Uh-huh. Who gave him? Who gave him that nickname? Is that like a self? Know. Proclaim nickname or was right. that actually no, given? I think, I, I, think, I, think, the I think the past he's thirty year, pounds heavier than every one of them. I mm. think the past year in Philly, I think they, you know, they had the little stigma where uh, Demonte Smith was. He had a nickname too. They all had like nicknames. Batman. It was all Batman's, all right? That's yeah, what they I thought. All were Batman's, but yeah, they were different because. Uh, oh. I think I did hear that. <laughs> yeah, Quez was in there too. Quez was like the speed Batman. Uh, Demonte was like. The shifty one, yeah, skinny Batman. Batman or like shifty Batman. Batman, yeah. Oh, I get it. Because my next question was gonna be, swole Batman doesn't seem necessary because we all know Batman's swole. So like, I was, <laughs> right. I didn't understand, but now that mm-hmm. makes sense. Everyone's mm-hmm. Batman. Okay, can we get a count on on these uh, Jamar Chase versus AJ Brown um, poll? Because I feel like I'm seeing a lot of AJ Browns in the chat. I, I feel like people are with you on this. Some people even threw in Debo's name in there. I forgot about Debo. Debo Samuel. wasn't was an option, though. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, in oh, the like top, top five, receivers. You know? yeah. Okay. I forgot about Man, that. Man, it's hard. This, this is hard. This is a hard question. There's a lot of good receivers, and and I think it's hard too when you got uh, you know established receivers. You got the young receivers who have come in hot and really you know made a name for themselves early on. So 
It is tough, but it's good to see that, you know, we got a, a good generation of receivers now. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm starting to see a lot more chases now. Someone said that DK Metcalf is better than every wide receiver in the NFL. And then, nah, not number one. I, I was gonna say DK. I was gonna say DK could be in there too, but you know, I, I'm I'm going off of, I, I'm putting playoff ball in this too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what, what you gonna do when times get tough? What you gonna do? And you know, the the season is done with the regular season. Like, I'm looking into the playoffs. Like, mm -hmm. that's a lot of these guys play some tough ball. Stephon Diggs, he's he's balling out. Devontae, uh, he didn't get, make the playoffs last year, but I'm I'm going back to when he was in Green Bay. So, uh, you know, I I gotta. I got to put them in as well, too. You know, mm -hmm. how guys play, you know, when the crunch time and when the game's on. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like basketball. I got to be able to come in clutch, right? What was that, Will? I was just going to say that I'm seeing a lot more Chase, but the reason I'm seeing on Chase is uh, his celebrations. He's been in bigger games. Flashy. Uh, so you're starting to see it lean that way because of his That doesn't experience. mean that he can go ahead and win it for you if the game's on the line, right. though, just because he has better touchdown dances. That no, doesn't mean he, anything. He's, more, he's a little more flashy. I told you, he's more swaggy. Like, yeah, he's the swaggy guy. We're going to pick the swaggy guy. Let's just be real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Respect. Like I said, he's a fan favorite, so understandable. All right, we're going to move on. So next, right, in Daily Route, we have a tweet from Dan Orlovsky. We got word on the tweet coming on a little bit later, but I wanted to dive into this conversation. So in his tweet, right, what he did was he split up. He, he basically categorized some quarterbacks, right? He said quarterbacks you could win with in 2023. He referred to Allen. That's obviously Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. You got Trevor Lawrence on there, Josh Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. No, those are quarterbacks you win because of. I read it wrong. Yeah. Quarterbacks you win because of, mm -hmm. right? So that was his first category. Second category is quarterbacks you'll win a lot with. Right, so I'm assuming this is like a tier kind of underneath that, right? Mm -hmm. Quarterbacks you win become because of. This one is quarterbacks you will win a lot with. He has Tua Tagovailoa on there. He has Mac Jones. He has Jimmy Garoppolo. He has Dak Prescott. He has Jared Goff. He has Kirk Cousins, and he has Geno Smith. And then here, DJack, right? He has big seasons of answering questions ahead, right? So he he feels these are the uh, the quarterbacks that still have you know questions to answer. Matt Stafford, right? So he was hurt majority of last year. He wants to see how, I guess, how he, you know, bounces back. You got Desmond Ritter. He's the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons or their, you know, expected starter day one. You got Justin Fields, quarterback of the, you know, the, the Chicago Bears. You got Jones, and I'm assuming he's referring to Daniel Jones, quarterback of the Giants. You got Russell, right? Russell Wilson, Broncos quarterback. You got Deshaun Watson, Browns quarterback. And you got Kenny Pickett, Steelers quarterback. Right, so what I wanted to do to Deshaun, you and Ashley, right, I wanted to ask you guys to kind of categorize the uh, the quarterbacks in that, uh, you know, the, the the head scratchers, right, the ones that need to answer the questions, the ones in that third category. If you had to place them in one of the two, you know, categories to, you know, to the left, what category would you put those quarterbacks in? I will say for starters, Dak's in the wrong category, mm. but we can argue that a different time. <laughs> what? Um, what? Hold on. Yes, hold on. because hold on, hold on. Brandon Marshall sat in this very seat and ran Dak Prescott's numbers, and they are up there mm -hmm. with, um, where numbers? I don't even see him did on you this just list. Say, did you just say numbers? Yes, he, <laughs> he said, said, do we want to talk we, numbers? Did, <laughs> uh, where is Brandon what I needed? How many playoff wins? Okay, I'm gonna see if I can pull that graph. How many playoff wins does Justin Herbert have? He's younger. Oh, okay, technicality. I got a fact check real quick. Two things, Two things Dak, Dak led in last year. 
interception. Oh my God, interception. We all know he had a bad season. Hey, interceptions, and I don't want to hear all he's been hurt. He's been hurt. Interceptions, he throws to the other team. Like, I, but I, mean, I will say, watching Cowboys games my entire life, there have been games that we have won because of Dak Prescott, because he's had over 400 passing yards and he has done everything <laughs> himself. Hey, so you can Ashley, definitely win because Ashley, of him. I have seen Ashley, it. Ashley, hold on, Ashley. Did you just hear what you said? What? Because. Of games he has won. Yeah, he's a he's a thirty plus million dollar quarterback. He should be doing that. He's not doing nothing. He's not supposed to be doing. I need more. Uh, I need less more. interceptions. If I'm paying you thirty plus, I need less interceptions, please. That was one year. <laughs> one year. One, one year. When he led the league in interceptions, yeah, it was one year. Okay, one year he led the league, but that's not been one year that he's thrown interceptions. He's thrown multiple interceptions year after year in. I tried, Doc. Mm. I tried. Yeah. I tried. Well, I like that. I I like I, I I like Dak as a quarterback, but I just feel like you're gonna get what you're gonna get with Dak. He's not like he's he's not gonna win you the Super Bowl. I'm sorry if I, if I'm gonna spoil your dreams. He's not gonna win you out the Super Bowl. And it's every year we always deal with the same Cowboy <laughs> team every year. The reaction, oh, this is the year. This the is the year. Expression. Every year, this is the year. This is the, and then <laughs> I kind of feel my eyes starting to tear up. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he's hurting. <laughs> Every I can't believe year. he just said that to me on live air. He's hurting. He's hurting. Hey, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a little, it's, it's bittersweet with me. I, you know, I'm always mm. on, on y'all edge because of, you know, the rival I've had. But, I mean, I'm, I just have to be realistic, man. Like, I don't know. And y'all y'all do have our number. As far as when I was in Philadelphia Eagle, y'all have our number. Y'all have won more games than We've won, but guess what? I've always done the damage. Yeah. So don't think I'm just being hard on y'all. I'm really just being a, a player that loves the game and I sit back and analyze. So I think Dak is a hell of a player. I just feel like his decision-making sometimes and, you know, you, I'll give you the, that. Things he, the things he does, like, I'm like, why would you throw that pass? Like, you try to force things in and it's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't think he's, he's, a, uh, he's a Super Bowl, you know, quarterback. I'm sorry. Hey. Well, how about this, Ashley, to make y'all easier in categories and these quarterbacks? I'm just going to say, you know, is this a quarterback you could win a lot with or you win because of? And I'll go through the list. All okay. Right? Matt Stafford, quarterback you could win a lot with or quarterback you win because of? You can win a lot with. What you think, DJ? Mm -hmm. Ah, that's a tough one, man. I'm 50-50. What? I'm, he yeah, does have a I'm Super Bowl ring. I'm 50-50 I mean, with that one, man. And, and the reason why I say that is because Stafford is a hell of a player. He's 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 ha he's kind of falling the eight ball because he was in Detroit all the years, and I guess he didn't have the team. But he had a Calvin Johnson for years, and he had the statistics. But put him with a great team like the Rams, he wins the Super Bowl. So depending on his his staff, his his supporting his supporting cast, yeah. I, I, I say 50-50. Okay. That's fair. Uh, and I you definitely, said, it's a quarterback you can win just with, win not with, because not you because win of. of. No. Uh, uh -uh. Okay. All right, next one. Quarterback you win with or quarterback you win because of Desmond Ritter? With. And yeah, he's he's pretty, you know, he's not really proven yet. Yeah, so I'm going to go so, with. I think yeah, that's pretty I'll go, easy. I'll, one, right? I agree. I'll, I'll go with. All right, this should be an interesting one. Quarterback you win with or because of Justin Fields? I'm going with because of. I like Justin. Justin's a baller. Yeah. I mean, they were in every game that they might have lost and all of the games that they won because of Justin Fields. 
That's I'll for go, sure. I'm going to go of also. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, just I have to Fields. sit on it for a second. I'm going to go of also. Yeah, yeah. All right, next one. Daniel Jones, quarterback you win with or because of? What's the other category? <laughs> head scratcher. <laughs> just, he's just crazy. a head scratcher. I think because of. Because of? Daniel Jones? The, 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 reason, the reason why I say this is because I feel like Daniel Jones, he'll, he'll give you more than what you expect. And, 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 the, and the reason is because I've been in games where he's single-handedly won. Like, I've been played on the other side of him, and he's took the game over. I mean, don't forget, he'll run an 80-yard touchdown. He's fast. Now, the consistency side of it is where I'm like, ah, you have Galloway that comes in. He doesn't really help him out. Then his receiver staff doesn't really help him out besides Slayton and a few other guys. But if you give him the pieces, mm-hmm. I think Daniel Jones, it, it could be, a, I wouldn't say a top five or top ten, but he could be a, a, a good quarterback in this league. And he's he's got paid. I mean, Hell no. <laughs> He's gonna say <laughs> you can win because of with Daniel Over Jones, the but Dak Prescott's in the other category. I'm not gonna take hey, that. Absolutely hey. not. That is where I draw I'm, the line. I'm, that is so uh, disrespectful. <laughs> I draw the line at that very at that point right there. Hell to the no. Absolutely. Uh, if, hey, man, if Daniel man, Jones man. is in that category, DJack, then Dak's in that category too. Hey, <laughs> no, listen though. Daniel Jones is a little younger. But he just was rewarded with the big contract. So let me ask you this. Why did you think he's rewarded with the big contract? Dak got a big contract too. They had to pay Daniel Jones. Who else were they going to get? <laughs> what was the other I'm, option? I'm, I'm, what was I'm the like, alternative? Be, it's, it's personal with the Cowboys, so don't don't feel away. I mean, you just have to be on the other <laughs> side. It's a little personal. I mean, the Giants, I don't really hate them as much as I hate the Cowboys, but I don't really like them as much either. But Likewise. I don't know. I just... I, I just feel like Daniel Jones. I mean, I, I like I like his game style. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I, I do like his game style a little more. Like he's not making the bad decisions as much as a Dak Prescott. So I might be a little harder on Dak Prescott. Do you I'm think, going. I'm going with not because of. <laughs> well, do you think they figure out what they need to figure out with Saquon Barkley? You think they uh, they they sign him or extend him before the season starts? I think they. I think they gonna they need. He gonna need him. I think they have to off of last year. He's, yeah. he's proven that he's came back off the injury. I think they have to. I think they're forced to kind of almost take care of him as well, too. But yeah. I, I think you give Daniel Jones a, f- a few more playmakers, I think you'll see right. that. Let's not forget. Now, Ashley, since you want to be so critiquing hard on my decision, let's not forget the Giants were a hell of a team early in the season. What They were like – no, Ooh, I, I'll they, give you that. Their record. Their I mean, record even late, they they made the playoffs. I'll give you that. They, yeah, they, they had a nice little push. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They record was crap. Was they like five and zero? Something crazy. Like they were mm-hmm. like balling it at the beginning of the season. No, they know, were kind of they were up. undefeated until they faced the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then they went ahead and they lost. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah. They, are, they, they did they didn't they beat the Eagles? They lost the first game, Tampa Bay, and then they went on a four game winning streak. You talking about 2022, Last right? season they went on a yeah, they went on a win year. streak. They went on a winning streak, yeah. and you know who broke mm-hmm. it? My guys. Mm-hmm. You know who didn't? Who know who didn't go ahead and contribute to a loss? His guys. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. So I'm looking with. I'm looking at what Daniel Jones is going to be working with next year. I mean, he has some guys. They, the Giants signed Paris Campbell this offseason. Sterling Shepard should be healthy this year. Hopefully, Wondell Robinson. Oh, they, they got Darren. Um, Wal- Wal- that, I was going to add. Yeah, Raiders. From, the, from the Raiders. I was going to add what I'm that. Saying, don't sleep. Just remember. Just remember. Just remember what I said. So when when, when we sit back. If Daniel Jones have a better oh. year than Dak Prescott, I know I'm going to be on your phone call. 
Can't wait. Uh, Don't that, do it to me, Dak. Please, right. please. Real, no, nah, no. Nah, the Giants actually gonna be fun to watch next year. It'd be interesting. Well, you was gonna say something? Just Danny Dimes. Oh, Danny oh and Danny Cowboys, Cowboys, Giants open the season Sunday Night Football. Oh. Can't wait. We can wow. put a friendly uh, we can put a friendly wager on it. Yeah, we gotta come up with a wager. Mm-hmm. But you're not you're not even highly invested. You're an Eagles player. Like he's just I, doing just this saying, to piss like, me that off. Don't mean, that don't mean I can't put a little I'm a fan of football. All right, we'll we'll come up with a little wager. We'll do a little something. All right, yo, we got a couple more quarterbacks. So is this a quarterback you win because of or you win a lot with? Russell Wilson. Oh. <laughs> that was interesting. Leave me out of, leave me out of this one because I don't want Brandon to feel like I'm picking <laughs> on Russell. Uh <laughs> okay, Russell Wilson prior to two these past two years because of right. Russell Wilson now gotta be honest, gotta call a spade a spade. Win with yeah. At this point, at right? this point, it's win with yeah. If you would have asked me this three years ago, Russell Wilson, the Magic Man, he can make anything possible. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that uh, Russell Wilson. I maybe mean, maybe the workout, maybe his airplane yeah. workouts aren't hitting the way he thinks they hit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's got to get in an actual gym. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. I I'm I've always been a huge Russell Wilson fan. I have been since he got into the league. Um, so that's hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. But I have to look at him in recent and not him in his entire career. Mm-hmm. I do think if anybody can get back to that Russell Wilson, it's Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Um. But I just haven't seen that version of him, I feel like, in a minute. So right. it's hard for me to say still because of. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I understand why he's in this category, right? We gotta see the old we gotta see the old Russell Wilson come Even back. a fraction of the old Russell That's Wilson. It. I haven't even seen a fraction of him. Yeah. I watch him play sometimes. I'm like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, what happened? I wanna say I wanna ask you guys, how much would you put this on his O line? This year, he's been sacked 55 times, the most of his mm-hmm. career. Oh, wow. Like, how much are you guys putting on that? I mean, a lot. And that's why they actually made some moves this offseason to, to add some offensive linemen. Like, I know Mike McGlinchey, he was the 49ers. Um, uh, he might have been their right tackle. Yeah, he's probably going to be their left tackle now. You know, at, uh, I, But I ain't going to lie, though. So, you got to look at it this way, too. I mean, a lot of times, Russell Wilson holds on to the ball longer than he needs to. I mean, it's, it's times I've been seeing guys open. Even if it's dishing it to the flat or throwing it to your running back or throwing it to a tight end and check down. Like, Russell Wilson always wants the home run hit. And guess what? He doesn't have tighter Lockett anymore. So, we'll be used to him in the past and DK going deep. Like, mm-hmm. that's what Russell Wilson's game is made of. He wants mm-hmm. to drop back, play action, on the roll, and he wants to go down deep. He doesn't – I don't I, I don't want to say the receivers in Denver are not that, but their player their, – their style of play is different than Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf when mm-hmm. he was in Seattle. So the sacks, you can put him on the offensive line, but too, sometimes he's holding that ball a little too long, too, waiting for guys down the field to get open. So it, it might be half and half, but definitely a supporting cast that line could definitely help as well too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully hopefully the si- it was a system thing. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully Sean Payton, you know, to your point, Ashley can come in, kind of change things around. Cause yeah. They, I feel like they have – I mean, they got Judy, right? They got Jerry Judy at, at, well, at receiver. They got – JP sent yeah, me a stat. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and Roethlisberger set the records for holding on to the ball the longest oh, in wow. the NFL. Interesting. So – There you go. There you go. They, they're highly attached to the football. Yeah. yeah so yeah. – they, they are two – you know, they are guys that are known to be able to, to improv, you know, like when avoiding the rush. So, I mean, that's an interesting stat nonetheless, though. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. 
Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. But um, all right, yeah. Hey, next quarterback, we got two more. Um, Deshaun Watson, quarterback, you win with or you win because of. That's mm. another interesting one to be following heading into this season. Mm. Mm. Win with or win because of. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go with. I'm gonna go with because of, and that's tough. I'm, I know, I know, Ashley might give me kickback on this, but no, I'm kind. Direction, but I'm also like I'm being a hypocrite because I'm going against what I just said <laughs> is the knock against Russell Wilson. Well, I feel like this is what you got to consider. You take Deshaun Watson off that team. Are the Browns going to be winning games next year? Depends who you put in. His, who do you put in his place? Who, 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 right. We gonna, we gonna put we gonna put Baker Mayfield back. Yeah, like who, that's who, what I'm saying. Who, Who's available right what now? What I'm saying, who, go, who goes in there? Like if I plug Geno Smith in there, no, can they, they win have, games? They don't yeah. have uh, Brissett uh, no more, right? Or Brisky, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, Jacoby, Jacoby. Brissett. I, I'm going to go because of. Because of? Yeah, I'm going to go because, because of. I know, I, it's a, lie, I know it's a contradiction in what I just said Russell Wilson's with, but I'm going to go because of. I'll be a hypocrite. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D.Y. came in off that suspension last year, and he was he, he was on fire, man. He came, I remember, I think the first game he came back was versus when I was in Baltimore, man. He went crazy on us. We actually lost that game, too, and he was playing out of his mind. I'm like, mm. I'm like, damn, is Deshaun Watson playing? And he was balling, bro. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, for him to have a whole offseason to be, you know, in the building, in the facility, you know, doing OTAs with his team, I think just building that camaraderie because obviously, you know, him being traded from uh, Houston, actually he wasn't able to really get in the building and be with his guys. So I think this year to see what he does, I think he's going to be able to be uh, the player we expect from Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think that the Browns are cursed, so I don't really think it matters. Yeah. Um, I just think that they are the Browns. The Browns got a little squad though, man. Yeah, got, but it doesn't. I don't think it matters. They're cursed. Like I there's know. a black cloud around that entire. In, in one way, shape, or form, there has always been a black cloud over that organization. 
I don't think they'll win anything. Because so, so I feel like they have dogs you, like year in, year out, too. It doesn't matter. They're, ha- ja- they're cursed. Yeah. So what, what curse? Do you think they have the same curse that the Jacksonville Jaguars had? Them? No, they had, the the same, they had the same curse that the Boston Red Sox had before they finally, the curse of the Bambino, before they finally broke it and won the World Series mm-hmm. after like, 150 years that's an exaggeration <laughs> right. but they have that level it might curse. take that long for them it might take that long like yeah, well, it's, it's, from what it's looking like they got yeah. a problem i don't know what's going they, on over there they got that they got that beast coming off that edge man i don't know man they got they got some players over there man. they do yeah they do that's, that's here, they got from bees man yeah sorry we're gonna stay in the same division with this next quarterback kenny pickett quarterback from the steelers quarterback you can win with or you win because of i think with yeah just with, i like right? kenny though yeah, I like I like Pickett though. I think I think and I like the fact that he's from the area. I think that's cool. It, always cool when you can be the quarterback of your hometown team. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen enough though to think that he's the one who's gonna like lead them to the promised land. But I think that he's he's definitely a quarterback who can get you into the playoffs. Who can definitely win you games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with. How you think? I mean, sorry, we were just talking about the Browns. We were just talking about the Steelers. How you think that division shapes up, D Jack? You got the Ravens in there. You got the Bengals in there. You got the Steelers. You got the Browns. Who you know? What's the order of that? Who finishes one, two, three, and four? So Ravens, Steelers, Baltimore. It's the four team. Ravens is Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, Browns. Yeah, uh, man. I would ha- I would have to say I'm gonna, I'm gonna either go with Baltimore. Or the Bengals, I think they'll be the top of the division, man. Mm-hmm. I think them two teams will. I mean, but one thing about that division, it's always year in and year out. I mean, it's gonna always be tough physical football, even with the Browns and the uh, and the uh, Steelers as well too. Like none of them games are push offs games. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying it's just so much. Com- I mean, so much history built off and rivalry. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see. I I, I want to say Baltimore is gonna win that division just off the everything that they've done this offseason but uh once again you can't leave out joe burrow and jamar chase mm-hmm. um you know so so I'm, I'm excited to see how that's how that's this season is going to turn out for that yeah. division. i'm not going to lie this might be the first season i'm worried about coach tomlin's uh you know winning record record for the lack of way of better putting it right like really still i don't know because that division that division is looking pretty good and, and just in just in the afc north alone i mean if the browns have the year that they're you know they're supposed to have Still is looking at a tough task. I mean, we hopefully you know Kenny Pickett makes that jump that that he needs to make, but um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see. All right, hey D Jack, before you go, right, I got a list of uh, and we haven't had this conversation in a while, but like notable free agents still available, All right? So there's a couple big names on this list too. We got a little graphic for you, but uh, you got Marcus Peters, right? Cornerback Marcus Peters. You got quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, running back Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott's another big name. You know that that we've been waiting to you know get an update on. You got Jadavion Clowney, Frank Clark, Leonard Floyd. You know where do you think uh, you know some of these guys may lend, or, or where are some teams that you know might need some of these players? Damn, I thought I was gonna see my name on that list. Damn, I'm getting too old. I'm getting too old, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm trying to hang it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, man, uh, I'm I'm excited to see where Ezekiel Elliott's gonna fall, man. I I think. Um, you know, he's, he's one of them players where he can be a big piece to a puzzle on the team that's, you know, having a, a Super Bowl push or a playoff push. But, uh, you know, Marcus Peters is another guy I'm interested to see, uh, Frank Clark. Um, you know, the thing about the NFL is, man, you know, they're, they're, they're heavily invested into the youth and the young guys now, man. They want to get these young guys in. And I think a lot of these teams, 
want to get to the OTAs, get to training camp and see how these young guys are going to play out. You know what I'm saying? So they're not in a rush to make a move so, so quick. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, for me, um, I don't know. I think Ezekiel Elliott, he might end up in, um, in Tampa Bay. I think, I think he might end up mm. in Tampa Bay, man, with the Bucks. Okay. You know, that'd be interesting to see. Come home, Zeke. <sighs> I know. Come you home. Take hold less on, money. And come on, on home, Zeke. What? Yes. Really this really marriage isn't you? over, Zeke. Uh, we are not divorcing, damn it. No. <laughs> Counseling. We, we can go no ahead and live in two Ashley. separate wings of the house, but you have to come home, Zeke. Ashley, Ashley, there's no loyalty in take pay, less pay and all that other stuff. No, because I was your guy for y'all. And y'all don't want to make it right for me. So, no, I'm not coming back to that situation. I'm going to go test the market and I'm out. Test the market? You, we all know it's not a running back market. Where is he going to get a fraction of what the Dallas Cowboys were paying him? I don't want to deal with it. Y'all got Tony Pollard. Y'all good. I'm out. Let me go. Let me go. New, new, new I am a firm believer that Zeke can still be. I don't think he is what Tony. I don't think he's running back number one anymore. He's lost his speed. He's lost his explosiveness, explosiveness at least consistently. He can give it to you in spurts, but he can't give it to you three downs, four downs. He can't give it to you four quarters of football. But I still believe when it comes to powering through those holes, especially in the red zone, when you need someone to just power through the uh, defense, Ezekiel Elliott is still your guy. He can still be that guy for us. Make this work, Jerry. You need mm -hmm. me to – I will fly down to Dallas myself yeah. and make this happen. Just give me the keys. I will make – come home, Zeke. Come home. <laughs> I can't see him in another jersey. I can't do it. Between DJ telling me we won't win a Super Bowl with um, Dak Prescott to now Ezekiel Elliott's not a cowboy, I am going hey, through a lot. I'm I back, cannot nah, take nah, this. Nah, now I'm back on your head, Ashley. I just thought about this. You just said Cleveland has a curse over their head. What about the black hole that y'all have over y'all head? We going to go back to Tony Romo. Want to go back Hold to on, you want to go there? We can go there to Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah, the I'm, year, I'm think like the year we should have won, we should have went to the Super Hold Bowl. On, the year that they called Dez's catch a no catch. That was our year to go to the Super Bowl. The refs screwed us, and everybody knew it. That was not us. We don't have a black cloud. The, they Hold they on. were against we us. Living, we living off a of shoulda. That wasn't a catch, Deshaun. That I wasn't mean, a catch. <laughs> I would say I would say it is, but I mean we can't. It's, it wasn't. It was a catch. It was one hundred percent a catch. It was a catch. It was, it was, but it wasn't. No, it was a catch. It was a catch. That year we go to the Super Bowl and we beat the New England Patriots because the only reason the Patriots won was because Pete Carroll decided not to run the ball with Marshawn Lynch. That was the only reason the Patriots won. If the Cowboys faced the Patriots that year, we would have won the Super Bowl. I will die on that hill. Sheesh. That that was our year. Man, it sounds like the Cowboys had a black hole over their head. Anything. No, we just we just have the curse of everyone putting their expectations on us and not letting us live. <laughs> That's our curse. Sheesh, sheesh. Hey, man, DJ. of course, we appreciate you as always, man. We appreciate you chopping it up with us and whatnot. But I know we're going to have to let you go here in a little bit, man. But, yeah, good looks, man. Good looks for being on with us. Oh, yeah, all the time, man. Y'all take care. Salute, man. Sorry about that black hole, y'all. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to think about this wager because I'm I'm invested now. Uh, What's your prediction on uh, 20, 2023? Cowboys, I need to hear before I leave. I always say the same thing every year. Super Bowl. 
Is that realistic? One day it will be. One one day I'll say it, and one day it will actually come true. I I believe in manifestation. So what about if I told you to hold your breath until then? It ain't going to happen. Well, then I would be dead. All right, y'all have a good one. All right, DJ, salute, man. Be easy. You're listening to Paper Route on Faction Talk Channel 103 Series XM. I'm Corey Holmes, a.k.a. Corey in the Cut. I had to get that right, messed that up at the top of the show. And I'm with Which Ashley Nicole. Super wild. I know, right? How I do that? Mm. I'm with Ashley Nicole Moss, and we're gonna bring in our NBA contributor, Antoine Walker. Antoine, how we feeling? How we doing? Hi. Can we hear him? Can we hear him? Are you muted? Antoine, you might be muted. Let's see. Let's yes, see I was. Yes, man. I was muted. Ah, now you all good, boss. How we feeling? How we doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, man. Playoff basketball is lovely. It's what? a good time. Oh, and I cannot wait to jump into it, Antoine. I cannot wait to jump into it. <laughs> How you doing, Ash? I've been better. <laughs> uh, I know. She, she's wishing her Knickerbockers were here in the Stop Eastern Conference Finals. Stop calling them the Knickerbockers. Hey, Antoine, I've been calling them the uh, Knickerbockers because they, they, ever since I started calling them the Knickerbockers, they couldn't get a, a win against the Heat. I told yeah, them I'll call them the Knicks after they the beat the Heat. that's the reason we lost is because you called us the Knickerbockers. Yeah, man. I told them I said, I'll call them. <laughs> they don't got the talent, Ash. They ain't got the talent. To, Whoa! To right all right, the Knicks are not. The Knicks are in Cancun, so I don't even gotta discuss them. All right, we we gonna talk Boston <laughs> and Miami. Yes, man. Y'all not gonna drag me into this conversation. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna transition to word on the tweet, y'all. And we're gonna start, of course, with the game road win that the Heat got uh, on uh, the Celtics last night, right? So they won one twenty three to one sixteen, and Jimmy Butler. I mean, he went off, right? He had 35 points. What was his final stats? 35 points, five rebounds. Uh, no, no, I think he had like six rebounds, seven assists. So, I mean, he just went off. But the story of the, of the game was really the surge that the Heat had in the third quarter. They won the third quarter 46 to 25, right? That was after being down nine points at half. Now, Antoine, I think this is it's cool having you on the show. You were a former Heat player, former Celtics mm -hmm. player, right? Like... What do you make of the Heat, and should the Celtics be worried after losing Game One? Well, they definitely should be worried. Anytime yeah. you give up home court, anytime you give up home court advantage, I mean that's huge. Yeah. But I mean, just the way they won yesterday, I, I you know, watching that game, that's kind of how Miami's going to have to win. Jimmy Butler's going to have to be huge. But if when he gets six other, you know, he gets five other guys in double figures with him, mm -hmm. Miami becomes really, really tough to beat. But I think this series is going to come down to what we saw last series. I mean, with Jason Tatum, he's going to have to be big. He's going to have to have a couple of those big nights where he hits 40, maybe 50. I mean, 50 is a lot, but he's going to have to have some huge nights, as well as Jalen Brown, um, because Miami's going to be well-disciplined. They're well-coached. I love Eric Sprostrom, so I think Miami has a, a slight advantage in, in that area with the coaching. So uh, this is one of those series that's going to be really, really tough. I think it's going to go seven games. Mm. And it's up in the air. I'm, I'm torn right now. After one game, I can't really pick right. the series right now. But it looks like, you know, they're going to have to figure out, you're going to let Jimmy beat us or you're going to make somebody else beat you. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing I think the boss says is going to have to make a determination on what they're going to do. Man, is that even possible? Though? Could they do that? Can can you stop Jimmy Buckets? Well, well you, can send, you can send two at him and yeah. make the other guys make shots. I right. mean, I know they had six guys at double figures yesterday, but you don't know, I don't know if you want to give 35 up to Jimmy 
and the other guys get double figures, it's going to be tough to beat. Right, and on a consistent basis. Ashley, what you think? Yeah, that was one of the things that stuck. First of all, the Boston Celtics have now lost game one of every single series they've been in, which is so such a weird number. And Miami has stolen every game every one, game of, their one of their It's just a weird, <laughs> weird numbers there. But, um, you know, Boston, we have seen in multiple series, has figured it out. So, again, I don't think it's a need to sound the alarm. But like I said earlier in the show, the thing that makes me – look at them sideways a little bit is that they don't seem to play the same every single game, which is why they find themselves in these situations. Mm -hmm. They have games. They come out right out the bat firing on all cylinders, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, the supporting cast. Then you have games like last night where it's like, we're going to start playing in the second half. Miami takes advantage of that. Now, when it comes to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, you probably can't stop them. You know what they're going to give you. But, I mean, Max Drews, Caleb Martin, and those guys each had 15 points. That's 60 points right there. You can't allow that to happen. Because (laughs) Jimmy and Bam are going to do what they do. You have to be able to lock down those other guys to prevent that from happening. And they didn't do that. Also, like I said, this is no shade to Joe Mazzula. I think for a first-time head coach, he's he's doing well. But this is Eric Spolstra. Multiple rings, has been here before, multiple finals appearances, multiple playoff appearances. And I don't I don't know if that coaching mismatch, if they allow themselves to fall into the trap of not playing four quarters of basketball, I don't know if Joe Mazzula has enough experience to dig them out of that each and every time. Mm-hmm. So I'm still having boss I still have Boston in seven. That was my prediction. I'm gonna stick with it. But um, yeah, this last night's game was not good for the Celtics at all. Yeah, not at all. And listen, I got some stats for you guys too. And we got another tweet here. Um, shout out to ESPN Stats and Info. But look, Jimmy Butler had his second career road playoff game, right? So a road playoff game with thirty points, five rebounds, five assists, and five steals. The only other person to do that, you see him right there, Michael Jordan, right? And that was, uh, you know, since they they started to record, you know, the steals as a stat. Those were the only two guys to ever do that. Antoine, I wanted to ask you: Is Jimmy Butler going to be the best player in this series? Well, I, I didn't think so at first after what we saw Jason Tatum do the first round. I thought Jason Tatum would probably be the best player. But Jimmy's got his mojo going. Sure where he's con- where if you really watch even at the game one, he's he's dominating the game, dominating the pace of the game. And if you allow him to do that, then it's going to be real tough for Boston to win this series because he's such a tough competitor. He can get to the foul line when he wants to. He can make tough shots. And then don't let them don't let this happen again where you get six guys in double figures. We know that he struggled to score. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you watch the Miami Heat throughout the season, and now to get six guys in double figures, that's huge uh, for Miami. But I think so too. I, I agree. I think it's going to be a, a seven game series. It's going to come down to the wire, and it may come down to a Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler who can have that second that game seven big game and take their team over the, the threshold. Um, but Boston's going to have to figure it out. You're either going to have to let Jimmy. You got to make a decision. You have to make the others beat you. You can't get both. You can't mm-hmm. let Jimmy get 35 and then five other guys get double figures. Mm-hmm. You're not, they're not going to beat the Miami Heat that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. They got to pick a struggle. And for me, it's locking down those other guys because you're not going to stop Jimmy. You're not going to stop Bam, but you can certainly stop those other guys. And can we stop? With the love of God, yeah. with the Jordan comparison stats. I hate <laughs> when they do this. Yeah. Like, let it go. Move on. There's Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and there's everybody else. We don't need to compare. Like, this is a stupid stat. This is a ridiculous <laughs> stat. It's, 
it's probably uh, it's it's not a great stat, but you know what I like. It's about ridiculous. It? I but I think sometimes it's good for people to know that to be in rare company. Sometimes you know you know if you get to see Jimmy and that and understand how hard it is sometimes to see some of these guys do the things that were done back in the day. So you're in rare company. You like to hear your name next to Michael Jordan. It it's just bad. a it's ridiculous reach of a stat. Like <laughs> Michael Jordan drank from three straws during Game Six of the NBA Finals in 1995. <laughs> Or 1996, <laughs> and Jimmy Butler drank from four straws. He like nobody cares. It's a ridiculous know, dude, stat. These are crazy. These are these are some crazy stats though. These are these ain't easy to come by. Thirty points, five rebounds, five assists, five steals. He, you know, he said, yeah, he said, that's why I say it's red company. Yeah, that's, that's definitely red company. But you know, you guys make the point, you got to choose, right? You got to lock down Jimmy or you got to lock down the others. But Kevin, uh, Kevin, uh, Kyle Lowry, excuse me, after the game last night, right? He spoke with the TNT crew and whatnot. They were asking him questions about the game, but he made the comment that Jimmy Butler is the most, you know, selfless, like just unselfish superstar that he's ever played with. Right. And that's why I think this makes the, the Heat team dangerous because Jimmy Butler, his style of play is incorporating his the other guys. But he's also come now that it's the playoffs, he's going to get his. He knows how to how to attack how each to defense both. in front of him. You know what I'm saying? He knows how to dish it and he knows how to deliver it exactly. versus on Boston. Jason Tatum's not always the most aggressive. Mm -hmm. And you can't have that when your tandem of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum yeah. relies on that aggressiveness. Yep, like, yep. you have to demand the ball. Yeah. Sometimes the little too passive. Like, for me personally, if I were Jason Tatum last night, like, Jalen Brown did not have a great game. Mm -hmm. Why is Jalen Brown taking more shots than you? Yeah. Why are you not saying, give me the damn ball? Like, right. you don't have it tonight. Give it to me. Yeah. Like, why are you not being that aggressive with mm -hmm. that? Yeah. That's the frustrating part. I feel like something, and that's why a lot of people say sometimes this tandem may or may not be able to work mm -hmm. because it seems that when one is cooking, the other's comfortable of taking a back seat, or when one is not cooking, the other's not comfortable being aggressive to go ahead and be, take the other out of the equation. Yeah. And you can't do that. Yeah. Like he should have been aggressive in that entire game, mm -hmm. knowing Jalen Brown was not on his A game, right. and he wasn't. If that was Jimmy Butler. Jimmy's not passing the rocks. If Bam's having an off night, Bam, I love you. Go defend somebody. Get mm -hmm. out of my way. Like, mm -hmm. that's – Jason Tatum doesn't have that, and that's yeah. why a lot of people question if he has that dog in him sometimes because yeah. it's that lack of aggressiveness. Well, and you tell me, Antoine, right? Like, when you got that mm -hmm. dynamic going on of your superstars trying to figure out whose night it is, then the others, right, they're kind of they're just on the side – out of rhythm, not really been able to be incorporated in the game. However, you take a guy like Jimmy Butler and the dynamic that the Heat have, the way Jimmy Butler's plays, and this was a point that was made last night after the game, all of the others, right, or the role players, they're kept in rhythm because they're touching the ball all throughout the game. And you got the guy, you know, the Celtics on the other hand, it's, it's either Jalen Brown or it's Jason Tatum, and you got guys like Devin White who can't stay in their rhythm. They're not touching the yeah. ball enough. Derek, man, I'm, I'm chopping names up today. <laughs> Derek White, right? You got a guy like Marcus Smart. You got, you know, guys like Al Horford who's normally hitting, you know, shots for him. When there's like, you know, the lack of a, a, of a smooth dynamic on the floor, you know, you, you're going to hurt yourself. But the Heat, I feel like, like to your point, they're consistent and they're going to consistently play that way. And you're going to get consistency out of Jimmy Butler because it's the playoffs. I mean, Antoine, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think with the Heat is real simple. They, they know Jimmy's. Jimmy's the the guy. He's the man. He's gonna they're gonna run things through him. He's gonna make the right play. Where you know a little bit more is different. Where it's more of a committee with the Heat. Where with whilst the Celtics, Jalen Brown and and you know and obviously Jason Tatum have to be great for the yeah. Celtics to win. And Jason Tatum has to has to really think about look. I got to go out and get 35, 40. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't sit and wait. And 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 that's where he was successful last series, um, having big games last series. You got to do that. This is the, the time to do that. You got to put your foot on the paddle. And I think he will figure it out. You got to think these guys have been together a long time. They've been in a mm-hmm. ton of meaningful games. Um, I think they're good enough to go win on the road. Obviously, you never want to lose home court events. But I believe the Celtics can go win on the road. They got That group has been together a long time. So the road games won't bother them. Yep. But I do agree with you on this. There's certain mentalities you got to have. And, and I think sometimes Jason Tatum kind of plays the back seat where he should just go out. If it's a 50-point night, go get you 50. Mm-hmm. Don't wait till you get, you know, don't don't wait. And I think that's something that gets frustrating sometimes when you watch the Celtics, if you watch them all season long, because he has that type of capability to do that night in and night out. But I still like what the Celtics said. I just think they're deeper. Um I think they can go on the road and win. I think they're more talented uh, also. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just think, you know, for Miami, everything has to click right. Can mm-hmm. they get every game? Can they get six guys in double figures? Can they really win this series without Tyler Hero, a guy who averages 20 points a game for them, so who's a huge um, part of their offense? So it's just a lot. Of, I, I still think the Celtics would, would, would rebound. They get would get the game Friday night. And, and, and make this a series. But I do think it's going to be a long six, seven game series. Easy. I'm also very confused about Joe Missoula not playing Grant Williams. He's not hurt. He's a mm-hmm. great defender. Yeah. Offensively, he's not the best. But defensively, he could have helped you lock down one of the scorers that was one of the Heat scorers and maybe go ahead and make that um, difference in productivity a little bit closer. This is now the second game that he has not played him. He didn't play him game seven of the 76ers series, which Mm. everyone was like, why is he not on the floor? Ultimately, it didn't matter. And he didn't play him at all this game, game one. And I think it did matter. I'm just very confused why they're not playing him when defensively you need the help. It's not like you guys were, I mean, the boss, um, the Miami Heat put up 123 points. You need Mm -hmm. defense. Mm -hmm. Like to credit... Our problem in our problem in New York was scoring, but defensively we held Miami to I believe that series never went past a hundred. Mm. Like defensively we held them, we just couldn't outscore them. So defense is not great if there's no offense to go ahead and counteract that. You have the offense in Boston. Why are you not using your defensive weapon to go ahead and prevent my? I'm confused on what the game plan is there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It's, it's we'll probably see. my touch. I love the we too, Ashley. I love the we with the New York. I yeah. love it. Like, uh, like, you know, I love it. You know, uh, six man it. right here. Now we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens in game two. I'm going to call it heat and six. All right, carrying That's, on. Oh, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> carrying on. Heat and six. Carrying You're not on. even original in your prediction because that was the same prediction for my, for the next one, and you got lucky. Well, no, no, well, no. My prediction was heat and five, and I really thought it was oh, going to okay. happen. Oh, yeah, I it forgot. Was, it was you heat got that and five. wrong. It, it, <laughs> I and, forgot. Hey, hey, Antoine, they, shoot, they was on pins and needles, though. They were nervous because they really thought it was going to happen. Hey, you know what, Corey? You can talk a lot of crap here, yeah. but you don't have to give us our accolades, but we fought that game. <laughs> See that and one? we fought in they game six. They won a participation trophy. And we fought in game six, too. Like, nobody can say, we just rolled over and let y'all take it from Jalen Brunson That's fought. Right. Jalen Brunson right. fought. I give it to Jalen Brunson. Um, Josh Hart was out there fighting too. I don't even think he played in the in, in like game six. Yes, he a, did. That's um, the game that his, his daughter, his wife had um, twins, and he had to rush back really? after the game was over. But like nobody can say. Everyone can clown the Knicks for losing and whatever, that whatever. That's him. cool. But you cannot say that the Knicks did not fight that entire series. Like we did not roll over and let Miami just take that series from us. We were going ahead and fighting back 
every single game, every single possession. So nobody has to go ahead. There's no participation trophies, but everybody better respect the fact watch that y'all didn't steamroll us. It wasn't a sweep. Hey, Rue, watch this. Have some respect. Whatever. That's cool. When Boston drags y'all back here, just let me know. I'm going to go ahead. I got something for you when Boston goes ahead and ends yeah, your playoff Exactly. That's, that's what I wanted to highlight. No Heat in six against the Celtics. I don't think we're worried about the Knicks no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Moving on. Noted. Moving on. Make sure you clip this, Wu. Uh, <laughs> I, got, I got something for Corey. Don't uh, worry. All right. Moving on. Before we, uh, we, we preview the game tonight, Giannis, right? We've seen a clip surfacing uh, about Giannis, and it was his reaction when asked if he would join the Warriors. Let's take a look at that clip real quick. Bro, please come to the Warriors. Somebody said, please come to the Warriors. Hey. Hey. Hey, man. Hey, Antoine, you think yeah, you think it's something in that in that video there? You think you think Giannis? Because you know, of course, he said he wanted to retire a buck, but do you think he might you know he might jump ship and, and join a contender? It's tough. They got to continue to put pieces around him. I think that's that's really important because, um, you know, he's got one. He's got he's got you know he's he's been there. He's been in the finals with that group. They may have maxed out. If he feels like they've maxed out and he needs some other pieces around him then I could see him moving on. I don't know if it's the Warriors would be the the, 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 the right situation for him because mm-hmm. the Warriors are a ball-moving team. And, I mean, right. it's, it, you know, Giannis' skill set is, is, to, is to be played with certain individuals. Mm-hmm. Giannis handles the basketball a lot. Um, you know, he's a guy that takes a lot of shots. So it's, it's, it's different with him. But if they don't – you know, Milwaukee's a tough place. Milwaukee's not the most attractive spot for free agency, free agents to go there. So that 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 plays a part in it. So he may not be able to get another big time superstar to go play alongside with him. So he could think about that. He may want a bigger market. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, I mean, I don't know what his situation is off the court. And he may feel like he wants to do more things off the court. He wants a bigger market. But basketball wise, I mean, it's, it's just always tough. I mean, he's got decent pieces around him right now. Holiday and obviously uh, Chris Middleton, Bobby Porter's. So he's not far off in the Eastern Conference right now. So he could stay where he's at right now and probably contend for a couple more finals. Those guys mm-hmm. are still in their youth. They're still in their prime. So it just depends on what he what he wants mm-hmm. um, and how, how easy he wants. If he wants to go join another super, superstar, that's possible. But I like him in Milwaukee. I like him staying right there. I think the Eastern Conference is wide open for them. you got to go through them no matter what. I know this is a disappointing season. But still, right now, you still have to go through them I think to get to the uh, to get to the finals, I just believe that they they're gonna be right back in the mix next year, and he's only gonna get better. So, um, hopefully, he makes the right decision. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, just missing out on one year, obviously, just go back and retool. Maybe you add a piece to the team, and you're gonna be right back in the mix again. It's not like you're far off. Right, right, right. Ashley, what do you think? I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm banned from Milwaukee, so like. <laughs> I don't really, I'm not highly, no, y'all are laughing. I'm pretty sure I'm banned from the city of Milwaukee. From the city? Yeah. Wow. Milwaukee Buck fans hate me. I was thinking maybe, maybe, maybe like Pfizer for them. Like, we have, no, like, we have a legit beef. Like, I'm blocked by the Milwaukee Bucks on Twitter. Really? What did you do? <laughs> what did you say? I don't say, what, what caused it? So, I never told this story? No, you never oh, did. Oh, okay. <laughs> story so, time. when I was on Miami radio, and we were covering, and the teams that we would cover, obviously, we, we would talk about all teams. It was Miami Sports Radio, but we specifically covered the Heat and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. It was basketball season. It was free agency. And this was when people didn't know if Giannis was going to re-sign mm-hmm. to the Bucks, And there was, you know, conversations about him going to the Warriors and whatever. 
we had gotten a tip. This is from the same people that told me that Jimmy was going to sign in Miami, which actually ended up happening. Yeah, yeah. The tip was, was that Giannis was on the verge of signing a deal to come to the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. It obviously didn't happen because Drew Holiday ended up signing to the Bucks last minute. Nobody yeah. even knew. He wasn't even on there. Like, he wasn't even one of the, the teams radar, that yeah. was, like, being reported he was even talking to. It kind of happened out of nowhere. So he ended up signing to the Bucks. Giannis ended up signing the Supermax and staying in Milwaukee. They win the championship next year. To this day, Bucks fans say that I lied about Giannis <laughs> coming to Miami. Yeah. And they can't stand me. And, like, they Just would tweet that. me. And I would, like, tweet them back, and I would, like, troll them. And then eventually, like, the Bucks Twitter blocked me, and they have, I've been blocked ever since. So I can't go to Milwaukee. Just for that. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, if I, I'm pretty sure in the airport, there's, like, a photo of me. Yeah. Like, if I ever step foot in the Milwaukee most airport, wanted. yeah, like, they would be like, she, she can't. She most wanted poster go. in Milwaukee. Yeah. So if I ever want to see Giannis play, it can't be in Milwaukee. Sheesh. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. <then>. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. That's too funny. That's too funny. <laughs> Some people get blocked by players. But I get blocked by teams, that, the rookies. Right, right. Yeah, that's too funny. All right, so we're going to be proud of. Thank yeah, you. No, honestly, right? It was one of my proudest moments. Yeah, that's a little flex there. <laughs> but all right, moving on. So we're, um, yo, Antoine, I don't know if you got a chance to watch game one of the, the Lakers and Warriors, but of course we got game two tonight. And we got a tweet here, right? And I mean, it was Lake, Lakers, Lakers Nuggets, right? Did I say Lakers Warriors? Man, I'm on one. Are you today. are you drunk? I'm What's on going one on? today. Man, I got I got too much. I, I'm trying to do too many things at once, man. Right, Lakers you put, Nuggets. You for a loop for oh, yeah, okay, I'm sure yeah. I did. I'm sure I did, man. My apologies. Lakers, Lakers Nuggets, game two tonight. So really the story of game one was obviously the adjustments that the Lakers made in that second half, right? Mm. Jokic had just went off in the first, and then in the second, they made the adjustment to put Rui Hachimura on Jokic and it allowed, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron to kind of uh, roam there in the paint to, to, to stop Jokic in the, you know, in the paint. But this is what Mike Malone said. This he said, is a crazy quote. Yeah, yeah, much is being made of them putting Rui Hachimura on Nikolai Jokic like we've never seen that before. Yo, Michael Malone is a troll. <laughs> right. He's like, he's like, I mean, you know, you think this is an adjustment that the Lakers were only able to, to, to figure out and make? Like, no, I think we're going to be good heading into game two. So, I mean, what's, one, Antoine, what's your reaction to that? And then, two, I wanted to know, too, because this is a conversation like, you know, me, Ashley, and Brandon have been having on here. But, you know, the inconsistency of Anthony Davis, the rather consistency of Jokic, who's going to be more consistent in this series? So, kind of two-parter reacting to that, and who's going to be more consistent yeah. in this series? Well, I mean, obviously, Jokic will be probably more consistent. I'm not going to take anything from this guy, you know, MVP candidate. He's been consistent. For the last three years, he's been unbelievable, even in the playoffs. So he'll probably be the more consistent. And it's tough, and I hate to say, you know, it's tough because we don't know what Anthony Davis we're going to get from game in and game out. Mm-hmm. You know, you may get a 40-20 Anthony Davis, or then you may get a 15-15 Anthony Davis. That's that's unfortunate, but that's that's typically what usually happens with AD, especially in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. um, I do believe in this series. I think the Lakers still have a, a really good chance to win this series. I still think they're going to win this series. I think it's the depth. The Lakers, I think the Lakers are a little bit more deeper to me than, than the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets starting five is great, but the Lakers can get contributions and go down their bench with the trade that they made at the All-Star break. I think they got a little deeper. Um, but Anthony Davis is going to have to be more consistent. They're going to need him to be more consistent. On the defensive end, um, you got to slow Jokic down. You can't have this 35, 15, and 20, mm. these huge astronomical video game numbers right. and, expect, and expect to beat them. You, you got to slow him down a little bit. Obviously, he's a great passer. He can score the ball, but you got to take some take something away from him. Whether it's him, if you want to let him get fifty, 
and stop the 10 assists he gets, mm-hmm. then that's that's what you want. That's what you have to do. But something has to be taken away from Jokic for the Lakers to win this series. Mm-hmm. Game two is going to be huge. If the Lakers could somehow come up with a game win in Denver, game two, I'd like the Lakers to win this series. They got to win one mm-hmm. in Denver, and it's just a good time to steal one. Yeah, absolutely. Ashley, what are your initial reactions to Mike Malone and then also AD First and Jokic? First of all, I love Mike Malone. <laughs> right. I love I love coaches like that. Uh-huh. Very much like, oh, you act like we've never seen this before. Uh-huh. It's very much y'all ever seen Rocky where the Russian goes, if he dies, he dies. Like it's just <laughs> it's just that like that I just I absolutely yeah. love that. So shout out to Michael Malone. I make sure I remember to call him Michael and not Mike because he's very particular about that. Ooh. Um but Regarding this series, I mean, I know everyone was joking and laughing when I was talking about this altitude. It's a very real thing. Like, it's a very, playing in Denver is not Mm -hmm. easy. Mm -hmm. Um, With that said, though, looking at these numbers, my concern is I agree with Antoine. Like, the Denver Nuggets have a better starting five. And usually with your starters, you know what you're going to get from them. There's more consistency with your starters. Whereas with a bench... You never really know who's going to have the night, right? Like last game, it was Hachimura had the night 17. They also went a short rotation. The only other person on the bench that had any contribution or, yeah, any contribution point-wise was Lonnie Walker, and he Mm -hmm. only had six points. You look at your starters, you only had three starters in double digits. Now, if you go on the Denver side, you had every single starter in double digits, and then you had 16 points with Bruce Brown coming off the bench. It's hard to compete with that when you're starting five, you're facing a starting five that's a lot deeper than you, and you have to rely on somebody on the bench getting hot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's enough consistency on the bench to go ahead and put that much stock in them. Mm -hmm. Because it could be Lonnie Walker one night, it could not be Lonnie Walker one night, it could be Hachimura one night, could not be him one night. You need Russell too. You need D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Austin Reeves, and Schroeder to go ahead and give you double digits every single night to beat this Denver Nuggets team because you cannot put all your stock in that bench. Mm-mm. You will Mm-mm. lose that way. All right. Now, you know we like yeah. to bet on this platform. Oh, did you have something to add, though, Antoine? Well, I just, I just want to add that just so people know. One thing you got to remember, too, in this series, it's not about the others. I mean, you can, LeBron has to have one of those nights. Mm-hmm. I'm talking one of those 40-point nights. Yeah. And AD got to have one of them. That's the type of team the Lakers got. You don't have anybody else on, the, on their team that's, I mean, not saying that they're capable, but – we're just going to go off for big nights. So AD and LeBron, whether it's two games AD has them and two games LeBron has them, those guys got to go off for huge nights. They're not going to beat the Denver Nuggets without those guys having huge nights. And they both mm-hmm. have mismatches. They both have advantages on the offensive end. So yeah. they got to show up. They got to have them huge nights. And obviously we know LeBron's capable of doing the AD, but I say two apiece. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to have – those guys got to step up and have those big nights. If you're a betting man, you putting your money on the Lakers to win Game Two tonight? Yeah, I like the Lakers to win this series. I yeah. think it's gonna go. I think Whoa. it's gonna be a, a series that goes seven games, but I, I like the Lakers to win this series. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I'm picking the Lakers to win this series too. I got Lakers winning. Did I have them in seven? I think I had the Lakers winning this in seven, and then I got the mm-hmm. Lakers in Heat. Y'all both are. Nuts. I got the Lakers in Heat in the finals, man. It's, I think we, it's I gonna, think gonna be gonna it's it. gonna be Nuggets Celtics. Everybody knows uh, that. Uh, Lakers right. Celtics in the finals. We're going back to the throwbacks. Lakers, Lakers Celtics. Celtics in the finals. Hey, as long as listen, like, I take Lakers Celtics before Miami Lakers or <laughs> Miami Denver. So. <laughs> uh, we'll see we'll see all right moving on moving on so yeah a couple nights ago we had the nba uh draft right the nba draft lottery rather excuse me mm-hmm. and the blazers they obtained the number three pick in that lottery and what they've said is that they're actually putting it on the market right they said that they want to they're considering moving it 
to try and build a contending roster around Damian Lillard, right? So I wanted to ask you, uh, Antoine, do you trust the Trailblazers to build a championship roster around Damian Lillard, you know, at this point? Well, and I don't necessarily it, know if it's, it should be a championship roster, but they're, they're, they're really young. Damian's in his prime. Just, you don't want to let a, a talent like this go, even though they've made some playoff runs with him. You want to have a chance to see if you can win the championship. So you right. want to put a, that type of team around them. So I love that thought process of trying to actually put some pieces around. Y'all got to understand, it's tough. No big free agents are signed in Portland. I'm, I'm just going to keep being honest. I mean, yeah. it's not a great place to live. It's nice. I mean, players, free agents don't want to go there, no matter how good Dame is. But players like to be able to have a, go to good restaurants, have a little nightlife. Portland's tough, man. So you got to do it. You have to do it through trades and, and through the draft to build those teams. And and that's the tough part about um, running the Portland Trailblazers organization, especially in this new age of players. Guys want to go where they can, you know, where they can have a little nightlife, where it's a little bit more better. The weather, you know, the weather's better. So it's not a really big free agency spot, regardless of what's going on in the court. And you may not want to talk about it, but not admit it. Players look at that type of stuff. So it's, it's tough for Portland to um, get other good players around um, Damon Lillard. They're going to have to do it through trade. You're gonna yeah. have to bring guys that through the trade, and 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 that's the only way I can see it happening. I don't just see a free agent signing to go play with Dame. And Dame is an unbelievable, terrific talent. Um, but look at Lamarcus Aldridge; he left. I mean, it, it's it's just tough, man. I mean, it's hard to attract big time free agents in in Portland. So that's why drafting is really important for them. And if you can make a trade to bring another superstar there, you have to do it. I also just feel like we have this conversation about the Portland Trailblazers every season. Every season, they're going to do something to go ahead and build a roster around Dame. Every season, they're going to go ahead and try to make Dame happy. And every season, they fail. So I'm just kind of confused, like, exactly what do they think they're going to accomplish? Like, unless you land somebody, getting a rookie is not going to help him, right? So which is why they're interested in trading for that, trading their third pick. Because you can't rely on a rookie to be the difference maker with this Portland team because you need somebody who has the experience, who can play with Dame right now, who can hit the ground running. Who is that going to be? Who's out there that you can trade that, th- that number three pick for? Like, who's the, who's going to be the difference maker that makes this a championship roster? I can't think of a player that's available for them to do that with. And it's, it, I, would, I would I agree with you as well. But then, too, then you, you don't want to give up a couple young pieces that you already have on your roster that can be good in the future. Right. So that's that's what makes it that's what really makes it tough for Portland. Um but one thing about it, you know, Dame has to be, has to be more vocal with other superstars in the league. I'm pretty sure he has great relationships with other guys, and you know, that's that's when you have to try to sell it. Like we can win one together. That's where those relationships come in at. And if if Dame is able to do that, but if not, that's why we had so much conversation about maybe Dame should just leave leave um, Portland because 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 it was it's hard for him to get a a running mate. I mean, right. C.J. McCullough left. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And C.J. McCullough, him and C.J. McCullough had good right, good chemistry, good chemistry, but he left. LaMarcus Aldridge. So he's lost his good players over the last three to four years to play alongside him. So, you know, this year, obviously, they play well with the young group, um, but it's really hard to attract a big-time free agent to Portland. I'm sorry. A lot of people don't want to live in Portland. I mean, people don't want to talk about their players may not come out publicly and say that, but where they live at and where they're going to spend their time, so that, that matters. And no matter what's going on, they want to play in, in, in nice cities. And I say Portland's not a nice city, but it's not the most attractive city in the NBA. You don't want to live there. You just kind of want to visit, pass through, right. go home. For real. <laughs> <laughs> play your two games a year there, huh? And we'll get put, out of we'll there. We'll put there. It's, it's Portland, Milwaukee. Let me think. 
Minnesota. Ain't bad. You're down the street oh, from Chicago. Oh, Min- okay, Minnesota. OKC. Okay, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I don't say Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. for sure. It's freezing. Um, Ash, you, how you know about these cities? Ash, you traveling the world? I just, I'm <laughs> just, no, I'm just like I see the skyline of the games, and I, that's enough for me. Yeah, right, like the little B-roll I, I that can, they, they I cut can to. make the adjustment based on the skyline when they uh, when they got to show like the one building, mm-hmm. and then everything around it's flat. It pretty much tells me all I need to know. Uh, so, nah, I'm not that's what you. Antoine, you <laughs> yeah, think right though? You think Damian Lillard just eventually say enough is enough, and then you know relocate, or do you really think he'll, he'll retire a trailblazer? I really think he's gonna retire Trailblazer. I yeah. think the window for him to leave, I think the window for him to leave was was now, um, this season. But I mean, obviously they're maxing him out. He's making the most money. I mean, they're paying him top dollar, mm-hmm. and so they're not cheating him in the in the contractual department. Um, but if he wants to win a championship, it's not probably not going to happen in Portland. Yeah. And right. I I think Dame has probably made that decision that you know I still can be a hall I'm gonna be a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. I'm have a great career. I've been made a ton of money. And I'm at a place where organizations have been loyal to me. The fan base has been loyal to me. And that may be good enough for him. You know, yeah. you never know. Maybe towards the end, maybe his last year, even though his number is going to be really high with how much money he makes, maybe he takes a, a buyout and, and maybe go play for a championship on a young team that has a chance to win. But he's very loyal to that organization. He's going to stay there. And it's just unfortunate. It's, not, it's just not a big free agency spot. And, you know, he's going to have to continue to get on the phone and keep trying to, you know, lure talent to come there. Um, because it's tough, and they're and they're and the what's bad is they're actually an average to good team, so they don't even get great draft picks, you know, because they're in the middle of the road, so they don't even get an opportunity to get a top five pick. So that that's what's that's what's really bad about it. But I think Dame's going to stay there. Obviously, when he didn't when he didn't move after this contract, um, I think he's going to stay there completely. I think he's content with that. Um, I think he's content with being a Hall of Fame point guard. And if he never gets an opportunity to play for a championship, I think he's he's probably came to. A, um, mentally, that he, that that may not happen, but he's at a place that an organization's been loyal to him, and gets an opportunity to really, you know, be that that franchise best player to ever play there. You mm-hmm. know I mean, we used to always talk about Clyde Drexler and all those guys. And Portland's had some a lot of great superstars, but Dame would go down the best Portland Trailblazer ever. That mm-hmm. might be the bottom line. His title, and right. obviously, he's a great player in the league. Well, yeah. it is interesting. Dame has been tweeting some things. Uh-oh. And there's one oh. tweet where somebody said, muting all of you that are undervaluing the Blazers' number third, the number three pick and insisting on trading Dame. What's wrong with you all? You think we suffered this long to go out like that? Goodbye. And Dame responded, quote tweeted, mm. if the fans want to trade me, start the petition and send it in. The next tweet was a response to that. And someone said, LOL, you ain't low. You want to leave, but trying to get the fans to push you out. He says, hey, I've been on the same team for over a decade, LOL. I'm just saying, if the people got different wishes, so be it. Shrugging. Uh Uh-oh. Anyone want to Twitter dissect that? Right. Well, (laughs) well, I mean, it was the part part where I think it was somebody's comment saying, yeah, smooth. Like, you trying to get the the fan base to push you out now. But you know what though, for for Dame even for them to, I mean, obviously Dame is, would go with a. I mean, you probably can get three players for Dame and or three players and some picks mm-hmm. for this, that type of talent. So it depends if if they go to Dame and say, look, we're not going to be in a position. We tried hard to put people around you. We can't get anybody to come here, but we want to take care of you. You've been loyal to this organization, um, and we want to restart or reboot. I think that's something that they could think about. Mm-hmm. We can, hey, look, we're going to get you to a situation that you want to be in but we're going to demand a lot for you. 
Um, but we're going to give you an opportunity to go somewhere else and maybe win the championship because it's very tough for us to, you know, to obviously um, put somebody in the free agent market around you, mm-hmm. and we got to rebuild through the draft. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they can they can obviously entertain, but that would probably have to come from Dane. Mm-hmm. If he, you know what I mean? And, and obviously he probably doesn't want to do that because the team has gave him two max contracts. They've been very loyal to him. It's his show. Um, they've tried their best to build around him. So it may be something that he may not want to entertain, but um, it all depends. I think that's something that both the organization and Dane would really have to sit down and talk about because if they're not able to lure a big time free agent to go alongside of him, mm-hmm. um, the Western Conference in the league is too tough. They they won't be able to, to make a real championship run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, that was an interesting dub- update that uh, Ashley just gave us. So we'll see what happens with Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. But moving on, Antoine, I was actually looking forward to this, right? So earlier mm-hmm. this week, we got Ray Allen's all-time starting five. And what he did was actually included the six-man. And let's take a look at his starting five. So in his starting five, he had Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Akeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal. And then his sixth man was LeBron James. So I can imagine he obviously probably had Magic at the one. I'd say Jordan at the two. Maybe uh, uh, Larry Bird at the three. Hakeem at the four. Sha- Shaq at the five. And then LeBron coming off the bench. W- what you got, though, Antoine? That's what I want to see. I want to see who your starting five is and who's your sixth man. Who you got coming off the bench? Um, I go Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan in my backcourt. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron's my three. I love Bird. Um, but I think LeBron, I give LeBron the edge mm-hmm. on, on Bird. Um, Tim Duncan at my four. Oh, and okay. this is torn. I'm torn because Shaq is my 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 guy, mm-hmm. my my man. I love him to death. But I'm gonna take Akeem Elijah at the center over Shaq at the center spot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And now, and, if, look, I, and, and if, I, if I get a six man, yeah. I'm gonna put Shaq. If Shaq, I get a six man, Shaq could be Shaq. a six man. Yeah, you, but you got to have Shaq because Shaq is arguably the, the most dominant player that we've ever seen play the game, oh, especially yeah. from the center position. And with his, with his, obviously, with his style, his force. So Shaq is really close. It was really close, but I'm going to take Akeem Olajuwon wow. at, at the center spot. Now, I know Akeem is nice, but I must, I must have to watch some more film on him. Cause what? It, yeah, I got, I, got, I, got, I got to watch even more because Shaq, you know, you'll take yeah. Akeem over. I mean, of course, you, you're probably getting more offensively from from Akeem, right? I mean, is that would that be why you'd go with Akeem over Shaq? At, at yeah, I mean, he's more. I mean, I mean, Shaq is skilled too. Don't get me wrong. Shaq mm-hmm. ain't just a dominant player. I mean, Shaq play with Shaq. Shaq can pass. He can dribble. He can do it. He can do it. I just think um, Akeem Olajuwon's skill set and offensive skills was, were unbelievable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we never, we, you know, you never seen a center like that shooting fadeaways, right? With the handle, doing all the things that he used to do. So I just, that's, I just give a little slight advantage that way. That's why I say Shaq is my sixth man. So that's fair. If, was, if anybody was to argue me and say Shaq is better than Akeem, I probably wouldn't even argue with. It, it, it was, it, I wouldn't even put up that fight because yeah. I love Shaq and I, obviously playing with Shaq for three years, I got to really see his skill set and how good he was as a big man up close and personal, so I know how good he really is. Mm-hmm. Ashley, you, you got your top five and your six, man? I got um, mine. I wanted to see ahead, how y'all felt ahead. about it. Oh, so, so I'll, I'll, I can I'll go? I'll sit on mine for a second. I got to do it in my head. All go right, ahead. so look, this is mine, and, okay. I, and I'm going to give you my logic, too, as, as to why this uh-huh. is my starting five. So I'm going to go with Magic Johnson at my point because I love, I love the okay. height. I love the length that I get, the playmaking that I get out of Magic Johnson. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go with any other point guard, really. I'm going to go with Magic Johnson at the point. Got to go with the GOAT. Michael Jordan at two, 
right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like there's anybody else you, you should put in your two. You got to go with Michael Jordan at the two. I got LeBron at the three, so I liked your choice to, to move LeBron into the three. And this is this is where I disagree with a few people, right? I think I think because I want a spot up shooter. That's what I want, Antoine. I want a spot up shooter, somebody that can knock down shots. I kind of mm-hmm. want Larry Bird. I want Larry Bird as as, oh. as my knockdown shooter at the four to spread the floor out, right? And then I want I'm not, Shaq. I'm not mad at you. And then I want Shaq at my five. And then guess okay. who I got as my six man though? I got Steph Curry Timmy? as my six man. I got Steph Curry coming off really? the bench with his shooting ability. Cause I want I want a guy that can just knock down shots and 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 that's what you know, cause maybe I'll, I I guess I don't know who I'm taking out right because I wanna I wanna um yeah I, I mean I just I'll take out Magic I'll just take out Magic just to get kind of more of like an, another shooter on the floor and whatnot but my 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 five mm-hmm. I'm really I want to space the floor I want a, a knockdown shooter with Larry Bird people were saying why not KD if you wanted to go for another score and I'm just like. I think there's too many guys on the floor that, that need the ball in their hand, right? Like, I think if I could just put Larry Bird maybe in the corner or something like that, I hate to disrespect him. But he's going to knock down that shot, though. You know what I'm saying? He's going to knock yeah. down that shot. Ashley, you got your you got your, uh, your crew? All right. So I'm going to go ahead and do – I got. I also have Magic Johnson at the one, so at point. Uh, at the two, I'm going to go Michael Jordan. At the three, I'm going to go Kobe Bryant. Uh – at the four, I'll go Tim Duncan. I'm gonna go Shaq at the five, and I'm, my sixth man's gonna be Allen Iverson. Talk I can't, I can't, nice. de- I can't debate that one either. Talk to me nice. Wait, so who was your point? I'm good, good Magic, the- Magic Johnson. Okay, and then who's the two? I'm gonna go Magic Johnson. I got Michael Jordan, Kobe okay, Bryant, okay. Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal. My sixth man, Allen Iverson. Okay, okay. That's a. That's I'm not a, mad at that. Yeah, that's a good squad. That's, That's better squad. than your squad. We cook y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't know. Like, I, I really can't see Alec my squad. Be a six man. Huh? Yeah. Alec could be a my six, six man. man. My six, six man. man sweet. No, nah, no, nah, he is tough. He Listen. is tough. That's what I'm saying. Like, I want my six man to be like a, like a score. Somebody that's just like, you know what, throw him in the game. He could just take take over. Just take over, right? No, nah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But, hey, Hold you, on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time uh-huh. out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. We have Go St. Patrick in the room, and he said verbatim, Magic wasn't that good to me. Let's all take a pause and just Ghost. try to dissect that. Um, Ghost. Just yeah. ask him, besides I, LeBron playing a little point guard, LeBron plays a little bring the ball, but has he ever seen a guy, or he's ever seen another guy 6'10 be a point guard in the NBA? Right. Tell, tell him to name me one. That's a real point guard. Oh, they they Magic LeBron. Johnson wasn't that guard. good? Yeah, there's no legitimate. We was talking about this yesterday, and that's kind of that's, that's kind of brought up this segment. Like, there's no legitimate point guard, right? Because you know, you what's up? Well, I, I would I would probably lean into the traditionals. Like right now, I'm looking at John Stockton, Jason Kidd, and Chris Paul, the top three leading assists. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I would go for a point. I know that the other guys are bigger, taller, stronger, but I'm looking for a point. Like I need them to pass. Man, but they got to play defense too. They gotta play that. See, that's what I'm thinking. So who that next I mean, five I, is, I guess. Yeah, I don't Six have no problem with. No, I don't have a problem with what you just said. But the problem is, Magic Johnson was a pass first guy anyway. Mm-hmm. That's you gotta think. Magic Johnson led the league in assists for so many years. Yep, so it yep. wasn't so. He's still top ten right now. So he gonna yeah, run. So he gonna hard, he's hard he's to, gonna run my offense. My I got a tandem of Jordan. I got a tandem of Kobe. I got Tim Duncan. One of the best to ever do it. I got Shaq straight dominance. He's gonna be bullying y'all. <laughs> and then whenever. Uh, Kobe or Jordan need a break. Allen Iverson is gonna come up there. 
<laughs> yeah, Kobe was a hard one too. Like you know, I, I was Who between was that, I was between LeBron. I don't know. And Kobe. I just made it up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no. I mean, I, honestly, like you said, all of those, all of those top fives and sixes. All right, guys. Crazy. So, so before we go, I'm gonna let's get our everyone's predictions for the game tonight. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and lock them in, and we'll see who's right. Lakers Nuggets. Who you got, Wu? I'm going Lakers. I'm going Lakers for the series. So. It's gonna always be Lakers. You gotta pick who wins the game today. Tonight. Today, Lakers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Corey, who you got? I, I got Lakers tonight too. All right. Uh Antoine, who do you have? I like Denver tonight. I think Denver goes up 2-0. Mm. Um but I still think I still think the Lakers can wins the series, but I think tonight Denver goes up 2-0. Mm. Same thing. I got Denver Nuggets. Jokic, aka the Joker, gonna show his dominance once again. And listen. Two-time MVP. Maybe some people think he should have been three-time MVP. Whatever, we can discuss that another time. That does it for this show. We will see you all next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Antoine, appreciate you, boss. Yes, sir. All righty. Time to go to Boston and cheer my boys on. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.